As the world's only personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment and your DNA, ID Life provides its members with high-quality ingredients backed by pure science. It's science. Check out rockinthatidlife.com and speak with Dustin about how you can reach your goals today. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Centerize Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. Visit centerizebrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in their awesome tap room. That's Centerize Brewery located in Midtown St. Louis. Let's go blues! You can't trade Alex Steen. And Regina, or Regina if she were a town in Canada, uh, she responds with, why not Bennington? Real men, you drink pumpkin beer. Get ready to hear some noise tonight! Hi there, everyone. I'm Haley Wickenheiser, and this is Let's Go Blues Radio. This is Eddie Garcia from the Fox Sports Radio Network and co-host of the Puck Podcast, and you're listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Hi, guys. This is Erica Weston with Fox Sports Midwest, and you're listening to my favorite St. Louis Blues hockey podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Welcome to Season 9, Episode 48 of Let's Go Blues Radio. This is the fully vaccinated, often imitated, but never duplicated uh, the unrefrigerated, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by RockinThatIDLife.com, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform uh, based off a health assessment of your DNA. I also just realized I have you guys reversed. So let me... Uh, you do. Let me fix that. All right. I'm, there we go. So now Bill and Kurt wait, are in the right spot. I'm Kurt Price. Yeah, not tonight. <laughs> I'm <folks>. Ron Burgundy. <laughs> uh, we're broadcasting live on Wednesday, August 11th, 2021. This is franchise episode number 314 all time. I'm your host, Jeff Ponder, and I'm joined by Kurt Price and Bill Day. For your listening pleasure, we'll be talking St. Louis Blues hockey for the next little while. To interact with the show on social media, we're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, just do a search for us. If you can listen to a podcast, you can certainly search the internet. Have you checked out our Discord server? Blues fans can talk with other Blues fans with either text or voice chat. The three hosts of the show will periodically be in there this summer, especially when any news breaks. For more info, go to letsgoblues.com slash discord. And I'll add, we uh, kind of the dog days of summer, we're not in there much right now, but if anything does happen... You can expect at least one of us to, to probably jump in there uh, shortly after it happens. It doesn't uh, matter how are, you say I've, Discord because it I know. sounds wrong. Discord. <laughs> well, dis- Discord. I just enjoy I, saying I, it. I feel, I feel like I need to have my own way of saying it since you guys have your own distinct way of saying it. So I'm going to go with Disco RD. Why don't you go with Discord? Does that work? That, that's very I, much like Planet Arium. Planet Arium. <laughs> I say it right. Jeff is it wrong. Is there an option, Bill? Besides right and wrong, you can be. You uh, can no, I'm gonna. It. I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna go More with language. Disco RD. Uh, 
actually in French, it, it probably is just disco. But there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Disco. Disco. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I'll let me finish my damn joke. I go with disco RD. <laughs> like I don't know if you're familiar with the record service disco disco G's, which there's a very deep argument uh, among record heads, uh, vinyl lovers. Is it disco G oh, or is it gosh. discogs? It, um, is there, a, there was a so joke in go. there. Did I miss that? And, well, there, there was supposed to be, there was supposed to be, but you kept interrupting me. Oh, <laughs> folks. We are dual live streaming right now on YouTube and Facebook. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the show, smash the bell. So you'll get notifications. When we go live, uh, I will go ahead and say, folks, that I teased uh, earlier this week, I believe it was on Monday, that we were going to have a very special guest. We actually had two special guests that were scheduled to come on, uh, but uh, unfortunately both had to cancel, so we had to change things up. We're now doing another Mystery Hockey Theater, which uh, we've got a pretty fun one for this one, so if you're watching the video, make sure you... Stay tuned for the second segment of the show uh, because that's uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. And let's say the most fun part happens right away. Like I think it's like forty six <laughs> seconds into the game, right? So, right. Uh, anyway, so uh, also, yeah. So I want to say we'll we'll be pushing those two off. The two guests that we mentioned, uh, we'll be pushing them off. Hopefully, both next week. But if not, definitely one of them. We'll be in next week, so expect something special next week. Uh, folks, uh, Mr. Bill Day, Mr. Kurt Price, let's hear from you. How has your past week been? Any any fun stories for the for the listening crew? I've been coaching soccer. You're like Ted Lasso? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. If Ted Lasso were previously a hockey coach or a hockey player or a softball coach in, in my uh, – uh, case where I just got done coaching, coaching softball a month and a half ago or whatever it was. Uh, now we're, uh, we're coaching soccer. So that's, that's pretty funny. And I had never coached soccer before played a lot as a kid uh, on played for, I don't know, four or five years um, uh, uh, in leagues and stuff, but I never played. Uh, uh, I hadn't played in a long time and certainly never coached. So this is, this is fun. Got an assistant coach, uh, coach beard. Um, so, so, so when, ask, when, you you get, coach beard? when you get <laughs> really mad, beard. When you get really mad, do you uh, change your name to uh, Pert Kreis? No, don't do no. that. No, no, Ted no. God, no. hell no. That joke. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, you've been coaching soccer. What are you doing? Um, no, no, not uh, not coaching soccer. Um, I uh, I did uh, venture up into enemy territory. I took a real fast trip up to Chicago end of last week. Um, you know, and, did you go uh, to the just, oven grinders place, pizza grinder place? No, no, we did. Oh. Uh, we, we did not have time to wait. We were, we were <laughs> literally there. Like we were, we were, we left home and we're back within 36 hours. So we didn't have a whole ton of time. Um, so we, we wound up just, uh, actually going to Giordano's to get the, uh, deep dish fix. Um, first time either of us had been there. It was pretty good. Um, it was like a beautiful night sitting out uh, out on the patio out in front of it. Just a 
you know, block off Michigan Avenue. So it was, it was that was really nice. Um, a lot of Chicago is still in uh, uh, kind of pandemic timing. A lot of places are still closing early. Um, so didn't uh, didn't get to stay out too late, and uh, places didn't open too early. So. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was it was a real short trip, but good time. Uh, got to go to the Art Institute like we uh, love to do, and uh, you know, uh, taking all the beautiful pictures. And uh, yeah, it was it was it was fun, but yeah, not as fun as coaching soccer, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, uh, these are these are under under twelve, so U twelve soccer. So it, it's nice. a it's a learning experience for most of them still. So. It's it's fun though. Um, is it beyond the swarm of bees, soccer style? Like, do they actually have uh, individuality at this point? I don't know because we 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 uh, we've had a scrimmage and we've had uh, some smaller drills and stuff. Uh, you know, stri- strikers and defense and stuff. But uh, I, I we, we don't know. I don't know yet. I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for the uh, yeah. for the swarm of bees uh, play where there's a uh, twelve kids all around the ball. Uh, kicking and hacking away, but I don't think it's that going to be that way. Uh, if that's the case, we'll put a stop to that real quick. Swarm of bees. That that's something that kind of happens in um in the game we're going to talk about tonight. All kind of gather in one spot, start hacking and whacking. <laughs> yep, which we'll get to. Sounds like a good we'll movie. To. It does. Um, <laughs> so I'm actually looking at a text right now that I'm getting called out for, uh, and I'll tell you why. Uh, crappy goalie texted me earlier tonight, and I, I wanted to read this text on air because I thought it was funny. Uh, he says, I'm a bachelor tonight. Uh, my wife and daughter went to Lost Valley Lake for a couple nights. I have pizza set to be delivered at 9.15 and some cold beers in hand. I'm ready for the show. I thought that was awesome. I was like, oh, look at that. He's going to basically just nice. be hanging out, watching the game with us, having a beer, and enjoying what we're going to be watching. So. <laughs> That was uh, Dan- and then he and then the- he calls me out and says, "Hey, what are you looking at?" And I was like, "Your text," because I'm getting ready to read it. <laughs> in the uh, in the Facebook chat, Dan Krause says, uh, "Ponder eats pizza with a knife and a fork." Oh, only Chicago That's style. That's true. Chicago style, hell yeah, you got to right. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I, I you know what? Uh, any deep dish. Um, I, I'm. I am not against. Uh, no, I don't do the knife thing. I'll just use the fork. You know, to kind of. Right. Cut meat some sometimes with a, with an unusually thick pizza. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The I think the only person in the world who can rightfully be um, uh, have that much indignity over eating pizza with a knife and fork uh, was John Stewart when he had Bill De Blasio on um, when he first became mayor of New York. <laughs> yeah, right. But mm-hmm. apart from eat, that, yeah, if you're eating if you're eating deep dish, you better have a knife and fork. Wasn't that a New York style pizza though? Was that, that was a. It that was, was. It was. Yeah. Right. See, you know, that's not. That's not. That's weird. I'm also right. looking at the Facebook chat here, and we have Gail Sewell in the chat. Which, by the way, for everyone doesn't might not know, that is Crappy Goalie's mother. So she's uh, she's going to be watching the sh- the game with us apparently, um, and uh, she says cards win, which is great, and mm-hmm. she she even says Jason will be here after he retrieves his pizza. So. <laughs> Pizza sounds good, right? Now. Are they watching this together? That would be an adorable family moment. Aww. <laughs> Pictures, pics, pics, or didn't happen. Yep. 
pizza, hey, pizza uh, sounds good right now. Uh, pizza always sounds good. I could eat pizza anytime. You know what we started getting delivered? Um, because we moved to South County a couple of years ago. Uh, Bellachino's is my favorite pizza in the St. Louis area. And of course, you know, I still like Emo's, so I'll get that every now and then. But the wife, you know, she likes Pizza Hut, but only because we really don't have a whole lot of options out here. So we started getting CC's delivered. And I tell you what, the price isn't bad. And I think CC's has great pizza. So uh, just a tip for those of you who maybe are looking for a new pizza to be delivered. What's what's your what's in your mind the best cheap ass pizza? Cheap ass pizza? Yeah. Like are we talking? Are we talking like the, the 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 usual delivery kind, or are we talking? I'm ta- I'm talking like any. I'm talking like anything. I'm talking like cheap pizza is just good. Uh, well, I think Little Caesars is really good. For five bucks, you can't beat Little Caesars. That's it. Yeah. Or it's, I mean. I mean, it's it's not a it's not a great pizza, but it, for five dollars, that that for that five makes a big bucks, difference. yeah, for five dollars, yeah, we, we had a it we had a family we had a family get together, uh, and plus you had in the crazy bread, which is the best part. Uh, uh, um, crazy bread's good, I like yeah, crazy, bread. crazy good, if you ask me. Crazy good. Um, yeah, we had a family get together, and uh, it was me, my brother, his family, my family, my mom. I think it was like twenty five bucks to feed all of us. <laughs> be, it was ridiculous. Just the beginning of parents who don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I will say that my all-time favorite cheap pizza was when I, uh, when I went to school at Providence. There was this hole-in-the-wall pizza joint that had the Providence College special. And for $4, you get a medium cheese pizza. That that right there was why I, I put on the – freshman 15 but it was more like the freshman 30 because <laughs> damn ordered that like three nights a week uh, I, uh, so good i lost had a, i lost weight I when too. i was a freshman i did too i lost a lot of weight when i was i, I played a lot of hockey and yep. i missed meals because i slept through breakfast and i you know I, I could only eat when i was you know during the dinner dining periods and if i missed it i missed it and i played uh, a lot I, of hockey and i walked in class I just lived at home, but the thing was that my lifestyle completely changed. And, uh, yeah, I stopped snacking at night just because I was actually doing homework my freshman year, which that didn't last long. Um, and, uh, yeah, I actually ended up losing, like, 20 pounds. I remember being like, man, I'm, I'm in great shape. I should go try out for the, the, the ice hockey team. Is uh, Would you consider Casey's a cheap pizza? I mean, it's yes. a gas station pizza. Yes. That's good pizza. That's- yeah. That's my that's my favorite. I mean, uh, it's it's like twice as much as a Little Caesars, but it's um, it's like five times better. That's, yeah, that's good. Really, really good. Uh, they're, I think the math adds up there. Oh my god! I, it's uh, I don't really think good. I've had it in, in probably oof, like almost thirty years. I think I was I was probably probably fifteen, sixteen the last time I had Casey's Pizza, but man, it it was good. Was, mm-hmm. you know. It's quite good. Gas station pizza. It's the best gas station pizza I think I've ever had. Yeah, it's really good. That's always good. Um, guys, I wanna I wanna do a quick uh, call out to a new friend of the show. Uh, so I'll add on Friday. If you pay attention to me at all on Twitter, which why would you? Uh, Jeremy Rutherford uh, was out uh, in an area close to me, out in well Arnold, but I'm still in South County, but just across the bridge for me. Um, 
and he was uh, at um, Pomodoro's. It's a it's a pickup Italian eatery, and um, he was there signing copies of his book and selling them. And so I thought, you know what? It's Friday. Let's get some lunch. That sounds good. So I went out and saw Jeremy, who, by the way, is one of, I mean, we say all the time he's a friend of the show. He is an actual friend of the show. Like, he is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Uh, so Jeremy and I just hung out, talked for a little while. Um, and then this gentleman walked in, and uh, he started talking with us. His name was Mark, Mark Zira. Uh, Mark was one of the, again, nice guy, super nice guy. And I know I told you guys the story. So I wanted to buy a copy of the 100 Things Blues fans have to know. God damn it. What's that? What's it? What's the full title? Uh, hang on. Uh, 100 Things, uh, blues 100 should, things should Know and Do Before They Die. So I bought the original and had Jeremy sign it. But I, but there's a new Stanley Cup edition that came out shortly after the Blues I... won the Cup. Yeah, I have both. So I had not bought this one because he had changed a couple of the stories out for like the Gunnarsson urinal mm-hmm. story, a couple other things. So I still had not picked this one up. So I went out and got it. And then I went ahead and got, which we will be announcing soon, how to do that. Um, uh, the uh, we're, We've got two giveaways coming out. So he had the Bernie Federko book and he had the, uh, well, this this copy of this book as well. So I, I wanted to get two more so we could give them away on the show, signed by Jeremy himself. And so I told Jeremy, hey, I want to buy three of these. Mark was like, you and I have had a good conversation. Let me buy those for you. And I said, absolutely not. First of all, it's not even all for me. It's just, it's for me and it's for my podcast. I'm going to give these two away. And he could not have been nicer and would not, was refusing for me to get my wallet out and pay and uh, he had uh, he had given me some good wisdom and said basically that his he's led such a good life that um, he wants to basically pass on that generosity that he's gotten over the years in any way he can. So I thought that was very cool. Again, refused to uh, to to let me pay. And uh, I told him tune in the show. Mark's he said you will be hearing from me. And I said I damn well better. So hopefully, Mark, you're listening. Uh, and then also, I want to call out his wife, New, N-U. Uh, she apparently owns uh, Sport Nails and Hair in Arnold. So if you're in the Arnold area and you're looking for a place to get your hair and your nails done, go see New Zira over at Sport Nails and Hair. That's my last plug. <laughs> so anyway, nice. just wanted to share the story. I thought that was very nice of, of Mark. And uh, hope Pay he's listening. And uh, I would hope that uh, you bought somebody's Taco Bell drive-thru when you were, hey, I got, I got the guy behind me. Well, I just, I just showed up to Taco Bell and I said, Taco's on me. No, I have not. I have not gone. Here's $3. Literally. I mean, the only place I went was I went to the Cardinal game on Sunday, and I'm not about to buy somebody's family of four food. At the Cardinals no. game. Sorry, I'm not making that much money. Yeah. No. Uh, so, but no, next time I go to the grocery store or Starbucks or wherever, yes, I will be passing on that generosity. I thought that was very nice of him. Uh, well, let's get to our official beers of episode number 314. Remember, you can follow each of us on the Untapped app. Kurt's at C Price 12. I'm J Ponder 94. Bill can be found at Blue, Billy Blue Note 33. Uh, so, Billy Blue Note, why don't you start us off? All right. Going back to the old rotation. I like it. Um, 
mine's almost gone already. I've done a good job on this one, I think. Um, I, I went with something entirely different tonight, um, something that uh, I, I, I promised Julie I'd clean out the beer clutter and uh, found this gem in there. Um, the St. Bernardus ABT 12 Quadruple Abbey Ale. It is, it is an amazing beer. Like, if, if you ever want to have a quad and you've never had a quad before, this is this will define them for you. It, it's a great, great beer. Very heavy, 10% alcohol by volume. So it's not something you want to try to pick up a bunch of and drink at the same time unless you're really, really mad at yourself or really, really happy with yourself. It's, this isn't this isn't a pounded kind of beer, um, but it's it's awesome. I'm enjoying this thoroughly, and uh, trying to figure out what I'm going to follow it with. It's uh, it's odd that Bill's drinking a beer that's not a pounded variety because Bill is a pounded type of man. Mm. Yeah, there's Great a dirty joke up. in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Kurt. Uh, my beer of the evening is, uh, Prairie Farms Blue Drank. <laughs> right there. I can hold it on the screen. It's, it's a mason jar with some ice and, uh, basically, uh, blue raspberry, uh, snow cone juice, <laughs> um, that I am having. But before is, I have my beer, it's my pre- I was going to say, drink. is there alcohol in there? No. Yeah. Yeah, ooh, that'd be pretty good. I bet I bet if you put some rum in there, that would taste phenomenal. You should put a half a handle of yeah, I was gonna go with vodka, but vodka's yeah. good too. Some vanilla, some some uh oh the whipped uh, the whipped uh, vanilla vodka. Have you had that? Ooh, it's yeah, good. that's good. That is really good stuff, and that would be yeah, that sounds like the goodness. That's so, uh, yeah, yeah I mean, there you go. I, Give her a I shot. Don't, I don't have I don't have any of that here. I do have uh, vodka, but it's way upstairs. Uh, next time you uh, next, next time, time you go to the park and and get that drink, you should just bring a fifth of vodka with you and just pour <laughs> sure. it right in the glass, yeah. right in front of the workers. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I'd like a snow cone uh, with no ice, <laughs> please. <laughs> just the just the cone, and, and put it in a tall glass because I'm putting a fifth of vodka in there. <laughs> yeah, there's right. a tropical yeah. snow right outside the skating rink here in Troy. There is, there is, and I'm sure that you wouldn't be the only person uh, oh. that hour that did that. I, I could bring some vodka up there and say, "Hey, that's, give me some tiger's blood in a glass." There you go. <laughs> yes. Tiger's you blood go. in a glass with some vodka. That sounds really good. I think you, you do can give it a shot. Huh. Uh, so my yeah. beer of the episode is uh, two St. Louis staples. Uh, working together. So it's the Four Hands Brewing Company mixed with Soul Taco. See if I can get this right. There we go. Soul Taco is a great food truck that I've been to many times. I know Bill has too, but also just a great restaurant in general. Um, they came together and made a lager. And it, it tastes pretty good. You know, I mean, most most lagers are pretty easy to drink. This is uh, definitely no exception. So wanted to support the two great St. Louis businesses uh, we have here. I got yeah. some comments in the YouTube chat. Uh, uh, speaking of four hands, uh, Brandy Capone says uh, four hands has a bomb pop seltzer and it is fantastic. I agree. You know what? I have had uh, some seltzers in my day and I don't, I don't like seltzers, but I have that and I like that one. The bomb pop seltzer. I enjoy. It's pretty good. Four hands. Not have the tiger. Yeah, I, I, 
I still have not had one of the bomb pop seltzers. Uh, I will uh, try to get my hands on some of that very soon. So we you have to uh, go to the brewery, right? You have to go to the brewery. Yeah. So we do, we do not have a today in blues history, uh, courtesy of the at STL blues history account. So stop the music. Uh, nothing has happened ever on August 11th. We were celebrating the Blues Stanley Cup championship. That was going to be August 11th, 2019. We were. Maybe we were still celebrating a little too long, but I will tell you, crappy goalie will agree with me. Uh, he's got one of those, uh, just like you have, Kurt, the, um, the, the, the Stanley Cup, uh, replica. He had one and, uh, we took it all around St. Louis that summer. So I'm sure there was at least talk of bringing it somewhere that night. Uh, two years ago, that that thing that thing wasn't cheap, and I do not regret buying it at all. I went a single either. day since I, I that was not a doubt in my mind. I was I was buying that as soon as they yeah it was when Shen scored. So yep, boom. we uh yeah we had a lot of people uh drinking drinking out of that thing. Um, you think about the COVID rules now that did not apply in 2019. Brian Roberts in the YouTube chat says Mountain Dew is making a seltzer. That's interesting. Yeah, Ooh. I don't know about that. Yeah, I I love that. Uh, that sounds good. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll try anything. Either, yeah, that was either on um, Fallon or Colbert last night, and um, okay, I, I think it was on Fallon. It's yeah, <clears throat> it it definitely seems like something that Taco Bell should sell. <laughs> so this is uh, this is typically oh Billy or Kurt, you got a comment you want to read? Uh, Dan Krause in the in the Facebook chat says uh, blue drink. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's, oh, I, I'm pretty sure. I, I uh, that's from uh, Impractical Jokers, uh, I believe. Uh, mm. Something drank blue drink. I think it's blue drink. They say that if you've seen it on True TV, you ever seen it? I have not. <sighs> okay, sorry, I'm I'm lame apparently. I like it. Yep. Um. So. Uh, Usually this is where we take our break, folks, but uh, we're actually going to move the only blue story of the day up here uh, because we know how important this is to Blues fans and how much they love this player. Uh, he's become quite the fan favorite here in St. Louis. Uh, the Blues did re-sign one player in the past week, and that was Zach motherfucking Sanford. He got a one-year, $2 million contract. Last year in 52 games, he had 10 goals and 16 points. Uh, so this is a one-year, definitely a prove-it deal uh, in terms of uh, Doug Armstrong, if you know how he operates. He becomes an unrestricted free agent next summer, uh, pending a longer contract extension signed throughout the season. Uh, but uh, definitely a prove-it-to-me, and you'll be back next season kind of deal. But um, I think we all know at this point what he's going to prove. Now it is a contract year, so you never know. Well, last year was a contract year too, but I mean, this is you know, a I, UFA. I, he could go on the free agent open market and make a lot of money contract year. If he can get a lot of money look at, somewhere, I'm saying, look at Matt Bolesky. That's all I'm saying. Matt Bolesky had one good year in Anaheim, and then he signs a Boston for what was it, six million? I mean, you you never know. I, if if he has a great year this year and they don't sell him at the deadline this time, I'm going to be pissed. Well, it depends on where they're at. If he has a great year and they're barnstorming the league, 
I'm, I know you don't like oh. losing guys. We've lost a guy pretty much every summer for free the last couple of years. But, man, you gotta, you got to see what he could do in a playoff run. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, if we're tearing it up, you know, we're, and we're, you know, up there, the handful of teams that could win a cup. Sanford's I, got 45 goals. I, I, I don't get rid of anybody unless you're, unless you make a deal with, oh, my gosh, we got a lot better. Um, yeah, I don't. Not what if that, Ryan Miller uh, becomes available? <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't want to rehash the Ryan Miller trade, but, uh, you know, I, I, I disagree with a lot of people that, uh, hated that trade at the, uh, at the time I liked it. it didn't work out. I liked mm. it at the time. Yeah. I'd only make it again if it made a 6% better. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work out. He didn't, he didn't, uh, play as well as we'd hoped, but, uh, uh, you know, it is what it is. I, I, I liked the deal at the time but for a number of reasons, and I can back up and justify it. Uh, it wasn't just, you know, there was a number of things went into it. But, um, you know, we've talked about that before. Yeah, I think we had a show after that happened, and we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Because we've been around since 2011, folks. Let me pump my tires. Um, Mike Leon, who's double dipping, by the way. He's in the Facebook and YouTube chat. He says, so do the Blues have to do something to fit Robbie Thomas in the cap? Um, yes, probably. Right. Um, they only have 1.5 left. No, they're no, not going to pay don't. him. What? They not have they, anything left. What do they have left? No, 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 no. They have, they have, they have about that. That's what they have left, but they don't, I mean, uh, uh, Sunquist is going to start the year on the, on the IR. Right. So, uh, he, they'll have his money and, uh, uh, they don't, they don't, I mean, yes, they would ideally love to move Tarasenko. Uh, before signing Thomas, but they don't have to. They don't have to yep. do that. I know if they want to sign Bozak too, that's a different story. But I mean, I, you know, they they'll, they'll have room. Um, now they won't have room forever. They'll have to do something eventually. But I, especially if they sign him for like uh, uh, Cairo money. But people, I, I, what do you think he gets, Thomas? You, well, let me Her, ask you in terms. Of, how about in, how about in terms of year? Um, how much do you think he's getting? Do you think they're ready to sign him long term, or do you think they're going to go another short deal? I'm trying to think what Thomas would want to do. Too. Well, he wants um, long term. I think, from what yeah. I understand, he's ready for a seven eight year contract. Yeah, well, I think I understand, and I understand where the Blues would be coming from too. If they decide they didn't want to do that, they want to do like a two year deal or something, because he's had some injury issues, um, and his play was inconsistent when he was playing last year, so. Um, I, I honestly, I think a healthy Thomas, uh, and a healthy Cairo. I think Thomas is the better player. I think Thomas is a is a guy who's a better all around player. Um, but I agree. And the Cairo and Cairo's money, I thought was, I thought it was a lot for one season. I thought the same thing. I thought it was a little much. I was thinking he was in the two million ballpark. I thought That's... three was. You must have listened to last week's episode, or else well, we, we just have we, the exact same thoughts because that's we, we exactly had, what I said. I had a number of discussions with people on Twitter about that too, and um, people were saying that uh, uh, Thomas, uh, you know, one, the, he might get a million and a half, and I was like, "Geez, I think he's worth more than that." No, I mean, he's I, the, only, the, only, the only thing holding him back is the injury issues that he had, where he was inconsistent last year. I think, I think if he was healthy last year, he would have. You know, I, 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 he would have gotten three this season. Um, I don't know because he's he's been on the team longer. He's proven more. 
he's uh i mean don't get me wrong kairu can be a very dynamic goal scorer but he's he was streaky last year and i think thomas is the better all-around guy i think the setup guy i think he's he's a, he's, he's been there he's been he's on a cup team you know i think he's uh right. he's the he's 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 worth more healthy i i i think we i think thomas has definitely has the the higher top side potential i mean kairu kairu is blazing speed um but he's much more one dimensional um whereas thomas mixes mixes a lot of different variables um and when he's on top of his game he does it very well the problem has been you know the the wrist injuries you know going back to the you know to the 2019 run i mean he he was hurt quite a bit but he also played a huge part in that you know the he was the key to pat maroon you know, scoring the game seven winner against Dallas. Right. Yep. And so if, if he, if he would have put together a couple of seasons since then, um, that, you know, delivered more of those moments, he'd be, you know, we would have been, you know, moving other players, but at this point it's like, you know, he, he probably has to get on, um, uh, you know, a, a short term, uh, you know, not not necessarily a prove it deal, but short term bridge deal until he can show that he's consistent and that he can have some kind of uh, uh, resilience and and get through a season at least not injured. I think he's a I think he's a 60, 60, 65 point guy if he's healthy, plays all season. I think he's a I think he's that kind of a guy uh, right now. You know, I think he could have a sixty-point season if he stays healthy. I, I, I mean, because I, uh, I mean, he was what uh, looking at. He had uh, thirty-three points in his first season, seventy games, forty-two in his second season, which was sixty-six games, uh, which was fantastic. And then uh, last year he was hurt and inconsistent. But uh, hopefully, if he's healthy, I mean, he hits that sixty-plus. So I think I think he gets there, and I think he's. If they can get him for you know under you know two million, I mean that's fine. But I, I don't know. Well, I, we'll see. Sorry, uh, Bill's making inappropriate jokes to just Kurt and I. Um, <laughs> there is the joke from earlier. That's what I was looking for. F one one seven Nighthawk says I agree with Bill, which that might be the first time that a woman has ever agreed with Bill Day. Uh, I feel like we hear Kyrie's name more because when he plays the when he makes the play, it's big. But Thomas is in is is ah, I cannot read tonight. But Thomas is consistent, sets up plays, and hasn't reached his potential. A lot more upside with Thomas. Sixty nine point season if he is healthy. Bet on it. So there, mark the tape, folks. Nighthawk right. says sixty nine point season for Thomas. Interesting I, number to choose. That's by the way. That's about. I mean, I said sixty, sixty-five. That's. I mean, it's almost where I'm at. So I, 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 I agree with her. Nice. That so, would be nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and actually, it'd probably be in Thomas's best interest to do a short-term deal and stay healthy because he could probably get more money that way. I thought you were going to say it might be in Thomas's best interest to play well. <laughs> <laughs> well, that goes without saying. That's right. the kind of commentary you get here. At Let's go Blues Radio, yeah. folks. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it hasn't seemed to hurt Sanford, so that's true. Uh, oh man, Zach not Sanford, playing well, that is. over under, over under this year, 
Uh, 40 points. Under. I'll take the under. I'm going to go. He's he's a 100-point scorer this season, folks. <laughs> I'm going way over. Double it. Account? The troll on the trolling on Cut it Twitter? in half and double it. Um, no, I, I, I agree under, but, uh, it would be impressive to see. And again, I think that's one player that if you have a good season and you let him walk at the end of the year, it's okay because so you said he's going to require points, right? big money. No one's going to take it. He isn't, he's, he's, his best season is 30 points. Yeah. Um, granted he hasn't played a full season. Uh, right. That was a 58 game season. So. He was damn and close had, to playing a full season last year. 56 games, he played in 52 of them. And he had 16 points. Yeah, not good. Yeah. He was given a lot of opportunity last year. That's that's why I stopped being a, a Sanford apologist. Because but he's he not was that given, guy. He was given every opportunity to step up, whether it's penalty killing, whether it's uh, regular or even strength, uh, playoffs, a guy who, who could step up for you. He didn't run with it at all, and that's why I wasn't finally it, said, you know what, I can't do this anymore. I, he's not the player I thought he was. Wasn't it like three games in a row uh, later in the season he was on the ice to kill a penalty, and twi- and one time he was out there wasn't his fault, but he, he was on the ice for it, and two times it was his man that uh, it was, a, it was a, 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 a sequence that he was directly involved in that he one time, he, or tw- was it two times he couldn't clear? Uh, yeah. Didn't clear it, and they scored. Uh, or another time, the, the he didn't clear, but it was his man. It was, it was just you know, it was awful. It was, I, I mean, think it was three was, games in a row late in the season. Just it's like yeah. the cherry on top for all those Sanford haters. Like, God damn it! You well, know, and that was what out. that that was what turned me around. I think it was the third game that you mentioned where he literally. I remember he spun to like knock the puck out, and he got on his knees, which was fine. It happens, but instead of going up the boards, he tried to shoot it up the center. And there was two defensemen right there at the blue line that just stopped him. And I'm like, what are you doing? Go to the other side, man. Like, always go boards. What are you doing? So, yeah, just, ugh. That was when I gave up. I said, I'm not doing this anymore. Sorry, Zach. You're on your own. Well, uh, folks, we will be back in just uh, about a minute. And uh, Jingle Hammer we'll Jiffy. We will be talking about one of our favorite games of all time. You'll be watching it with us. This is going to be a lot of fun for you podcasting. You'll at least be able to hear it. But, uh, yeah, here we go. We're going to go in just a little bit. But first, a word from our friends over at RockinThatIDLife.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Put that energy drink down. Don't you know that common energy drinks contain high levels of caffeine and other harmful ingredients that can lead to increased blood pressure and heart rhythm disturbances? Finding that energy you need for everyday activities doesn't need to put your health at risk. ID Life's energy formula doesn't use artificial ingredients or a massive dose of caffeine. Energy's caffeine levels are released slowly over time, allowing for longer periods of energy without crash, not to mention keeping your heart safe. Energy also includes neurotransmitters 
neurotransmitters for mood, focus, memory, and cognitive function. ID Life also added antioxidants associated with brain health for no reason besides perfection. With rockin'thatidlife.com, you can get an energy boost and leave the heart risk behind. Text Dustin at 636-393-8745 or visit rockin'thatidlife.com and throw those gas station energy drinks in the garbage. That's 636-393-8745 and rockin'thatidlife.com and tell Dustin that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. All right, folks, we are back, and we're uh, going to be doing a little mystery hockey theater. Uh, here comes Shovel Day, which is the great line from Ken Wilson in this game. Uh, Red Wings at Blues, January 23rd, 1993, the night the goalies brawl in St. Louis, as uh, STL Today has coined it. Uh, little side notes on this game. This was obviously in the old arena, the old barn. 18,104 in attendance for this game, which I believe was a sellout. I don't know if you guys know offhand, but I'm pretty sure that was a sellout, the old arena. Um, many fights in this game, which, we're, like I said earlier, we will get to right away. So, uh, guys, here we go. We're at opening, uh, we're at the center ice for opening faceoff. And if you had not seen this last time, we're not going to do the whole game. We're going to hit every highlight, and uh, we're definitely going to hit a lot of stuff in between. So make sure you tune in for this. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we get, I mean, it's right off the bat here, the first minute of the game. It's four, I think it's 46 seconds in. <laughs> yeah, and just all hell Jeff breaks loose. Through the intro. Yeah. I was, uh, I was uh, at the Elks Lodge. Uh, a, I think I was a bus boy at this time, or maybe I was a waiter. I'm trying to remember. And, uh, yeah, I was watching this in the lobby, in the lounge, on the big screen, and not not working. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, for me, this was when I was seven. So, uh, yeah, for me, it was sitting at home. I'm, I actually don't remember the first time I saw this. I remember watching it as a kid and, and my dad showing me, and I think he had it, well, obviously, we had it recorded. Um, and uh, this is where this comes from. This is from my old VHS tape. Uh, actually, you know what? This is a rebroadcast. They they rebroadcasted this with commentary from Bernie Federko. Um, I want to say it was the first lockout, 04. And here they go. Here's the fight with Kelly Chase. Oh, no, wait. Yeah. Coming up, though. And Curtis Joseph's already looking ridiculous. I love Joseph so much. <laughs> Dude, that guy. That so much fun to watch. And you just see Probert and Chase just John the whole yeah, time. They're already sparring. And this is where it is here. Jim Cummins comes in to defend his teammate. And Kelly Chase says, no, boy, they, that ain't how this works. And they square off. The good old days. Say, I can, uh, I can turn this up a little bit. Because this is uh, obviously the part we're here for. <laughs> Chase yeah. just. And I was uh, going to say, may have been the only time Chase had gotten below his own goal line at this point in his career. <laughs> Ken Wilson with a good, always a good fight call from Ken Wilson. I always thought he did yeah. a great job. Yeah, I mean, yep. bias as hell, but no, he's good. He called him blow by blow. Oh, so this is the beauty here in this clip, folks. 
is that they're done. They're in the corner. The referees are skating, or the linesmen are skating them off. They go to a replay here and then just listen to Ken Wilson. Uh, yeah, because on TV you can't tell. Yeah, Probert and Lowry. Zombo. Zombo. Look at the, the view from behind Joseph is awesome. He's like watching this develop. Bobby Basson jumping in there. Here he is. <laughs> and this this is exactly what a goalie is supposed to do. Yep. And, you know, it, people did, like, they were uh, criticizing, you know, Bennington for coming out. This is what you do. Yeah, Cummins came out of the penalty box when this all started. Yeah. What what kind of suspension did he get for it? It was, it was pretty significant, I thought. I thought it was an automatic 10 games. Yeah, I thought so. It's funny, things like that would be an automatic 10 Listen to the suspension. crowd. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, the, but if you, take, if you take out somebody's head with an elbow... You know, I'm like at four or five games, six games. Yeah, this this is what hockey was for me growing up. And, you know, the old Rodney Dangerfield line. Um, I went to a fight and a hockey game broke out. Um, it, this is it. Okay, and, and neither Look at neither the goalie. gloves and the sticks on the ice. That, that, I mean, that was, I, that was commonplace, you know, those brawls. He's sticks and gloves all over the ice. I loved it. Loved it so much. And uh, I just, I don't know, you watch these old games and you wish that it still had this kind of energy. So this is going to go on for a little while. We're going to have a little break here because obviously the referees need to sort everything out. So real quick, let's do a quick rundown. I'm sorry, it was 54 seconds into the game. You get game misconducts to Dave Lowry, Jim Cummins, Bob Probert, uh, let's see, Kelly Chase and Rick Zombo. Uh, fighting penalties to Dave Lowry, Bob Probert, uh, Jim Cummins, and Kelly Chase. Uh, let's see, uh, leaving the player's bench, Jim Cummins. That's another 10 minutes there. Tim Shevelday gets goalie leaving the crease. That's also what Curtis Joseph got. Um, and so there was a, I mean, just a, a gluttony of penalties there. And I read a quote from Dan Muruelli, who was the, um, the, the the referee here. Actually, I think it might have been his boss that, that quoted and said, basically he felt that Day and Joseph, because they should have been thrown out of this game. That's why uh, you hear Ken Wilson say, you know, here comes Day. He'll be thrown He'll out be of the thrown game. out of the game. Because he should have been, and so should have Joseph. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I guess Muruelli just decided – that he didn't want to do it. He said that basically in his in his eyes they basically were roughing each other. Which do you that was a fight. <laughs> Let's be oh, honest. Oh, that was a fight. Right. Do you do you, do you know who the backup goalies were in this game if they had gotten thrown out? Jeff Sargent and Vincent Riendo. Yeah. 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 And uh and Jeff <laughs> Jeff Sargent uh uh and you know why Sargent was uh was the backup in this game? 
Uh, because um, he had never played. He hadn't played in, a minute in the NHL at this point. Because uh, there, the is it Gia Bear was the backup. He got hurt last minute. He was, he was hurt. An emergency call. He was hurt. Yeah, he was hurt. Can you imagine yeah. being an emergency call up and having to come in in this game? Fifty-four a- seconds yeah. in. <laughs> Did you? Aber Aber was quoted in this game. Uh, after this, he, was, he was watching, you know, on television from the, from the dressing room, <laughs> he said, "I'm proud." He was flailing away, saying, "Get him! Get him! Get him!" <laughs> he makes a million bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's one of the best lines. Because um, yeah, at that time, uh, the the duo of Joseph and Hebert were making uh, 250 grand and 225 grand. That was quite the goaltending duo the Blues had. Yeah. And for that money, yeah. hell get him, yeah. Get him. He, make, he makes a million dollars. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah. So they're going that, to break here. A, yeah. For, to your point, Jeff, about the goalie town, that that was great. And, uh, of course, we lost Aver to the Ducks in the, uh, yeah. in the expansion draft. I... Uh, I, man, yeah, and uh, we, we see here, this is how it all starts. They, In a minute here, and I'm just going to go ahead and say, especially for our podcast listeners, um, one of my favorite things ever as a Blues fan is uh, when they have a close-up here. And this isn't, this, keep in mind, this is not an HD. This is your standard definition. Uh, they have a close-up of Shevel Day with his mask on. Uh, right after I think they get done with this clip here. And you can see his black eye. Like, it's already formed. It's already swollen. And, I mean, and then I read the, the gamer that Dave Luking did uh, for, for St. Louis Post-Dispatch. And I, I don't recall him saying this, but apparently he even said he had trouble seeing the whole game. He couldn't see passes across the crease. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you had a welt on the side of your face. Joseph got uh, him good. Shevelday was was uh, said after the game. Uh, uh, he uh, we, he said Joseph had talked to Shevelday, and Joseph told the newspaper that uh, Shevelday said, "Well, we had five. Uh, you guys had five guys against our four, you know." And Joseph said, "So you can't blame him for going out there and helping out his team. That's exactly what you do. And then you and you don't blame Joseph for going out there because when Shevelday goes out there, Joseph goes out there." That's yeah, the way it see, works, kids. When you That's see the way it a works. jackass, stupid motherfucker like Philip Grubauer starting shit with somebody in front of the net, Jordan Bennington damn well better skate his ass down there. Yeah. That's what yeah, I want skirmish, in a goalie. When the goalie gets involved in a skirmish, it's the other goalie's job to come on down. Yeah. I, that's, I mean, that's the way it works. That's exactly the way it works. And I, people who get outraged, you know, for Bennington doing that, that's a goalie's job, people. Yep. I agree. <clears throat> yeah. Um, sorry, I, I was uh, taking in the goaltending equipment at the time. Curtis Joseph <laughs> rocking the Heat and Heelite threes. God, I wanted those so badly. And uh, I, I actually had, uh, I have, still to this day, I have Guy Bears Heat and Heelite twos that he wore when he first got called up to the Blues. Um, yep. That was the uh, the last pair of uh, of gold pads that I wore in competitive hockey, um, hanging up in my garage. But uh, yeah, just those that getup that Curtis Joseph wore uh, during this time frame was amazing, and uh, the Elliott throwback to him. Mm. 
Yeah, those were those Chef's were kiss. Yep. Yeah. Chef's spe- kiss. Speaking of a bear, uh, there's my uh, my cousin. We went to uh, Blues training camp back when it was the at the uh, Brentwood uh, ice rink. Uh, back in probably ninety mm, four, ninety uh, three, or probably about this time, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, and uh, my cousin took his goalie trapper uh, to the rink to maybe get an autograph or two, which is weird because he was not a Blues fan, but whatever. And uh, so he took it yeah. there. And uh, after afterwards, after practice, uh, Abear came into the lobby and signed some autographs. Uh, with some fans there, and uh, my cousin asked him if he would sign his glove, and he did. And then he asked him if he'd try it on. <laughs> you know, he and so he's just showered and comes out in the lobby, and and he's like, and so he actually agreed to put on this this stinky trapper in his hand, and you know, Jeff Jeff threw him a puck, and he caught it with his glove, and that was kind of cool, you know. That's so, awesome. Kind of neat stuff. Now, Eber, and Eber, I mean, such a such a gracious guy. I mean, he's such a nice guy. Oh, all the yeah. all recaps I've heard from Ducks fans who see him at uh, their like reunion events because they do like the original team reunions every five years or so. They always talk about how Gay Bear just sits there and talks to anybody um, about hockey. Anybody who wants to sit and talk to him, we'll talk. He'll just sit there and talk, and I just I love that in a hockey player. By the way, folks, they are just now restarting play. For those of you on the podcast, <laughs> this is how long it took them to recap. I mean, to, to figure out what to call, to explain it to the other teams, to get everybody situated, to get back. At, that was a good, what, 10 minutes at least, 10 to 15 minutes? Yeah. And that's the and, way it was back in the day, and we liked it. <laughs> and Kevin Miller, the, the Dana Carvey character? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, oh, grumpy old man. Oh, yeah. grumpy old man, yeah. 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 That's the way it was, and we liked it. Look, look at Hull yeah. on the point there. Blues on the nice. power play here. You got Brett Hull, Brendan Shanahan, Craig Jamie, all out there at the same time. Uh, who's this is, there's a Miller with the uh, the fourth. Kevin forward, Miller was out so. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's uh, the who's on D? Craig Jamie's hating. Brett Hedekin. Brett Hedekin on the point. Hedekin. Current broadcaster. Brett Hedekin. Future friend of the show, if you ask me. Um, but we should get him on and talk about this this game. I'm sure he remembers it well. Um, so, uh, no, I was going to add real quick. I should have said this before the fight started, but I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to get to it. Um, a lot of that animosity carried over from this was game two of a home-and-home home series. Excuse me. The uh, the Blues played in Detroit two nights prior, and they lost the game 5-3. to three. Uh, it was a rough third period in that game. There was 44 penalty minutes handed out, uh, including two game misconducts, which went to Lee Norwood and Sheldon Kennedy. Lee Norwood, of course, being the blue. And a fight between... You know, I look at the names on who this fight was between, and I say, you could have given me the rundown of both rosters, and these are two of the last players I would have picked to have been in that fight. Ron Sutter... I'm- and Steve oh. Iserman. Mm. I'm just yeah. looking at the names out there now, too. Nelson Emerson, Bozon, Rich Sutter, Red, Ron Philippe Sutter. Bozon. Philippe yeah. Bozon. Ron Wilson. Wilson, yeah. Man. And it's funny because you see, I, I, see these, Kintal, I see these numbers with these jerseys, and it's been so long. You know, it's been almost, it's been almost 30 years. But I instantly know who they are. I'm just like, I don't have to. 
because you can't read the, the fucking names because they, it's, it's, it's a terrible, it was a VHS from SDTV uh, 30 years ago. But, the beauty uh, of this game, too, folks, it, as opposed to the ones that the one that we did earlier in the uh, summer, is that we have goals to talk about here, too. This isn't a one nothing final. So uh, yeah. we will have plenty of goals to discuss here, too. I, so if you're wanting some goals, looked, you'll see them. Eve for seeing. Cantalo oh. <laughs> <laughs> always looked like a, like a, I don't know, like a little goofy. Uh, it's like the helmet, the, 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 the Cooper helmet that he wore. Uh, yeah. the, one that, the same one that Messier wore, right? Uh, yeah. Just and, and, and his, he just had a goofy looking. Uh, he's a goofy looking guy. So there was two coaches this season, guys. Uh, I don't know. You just saw who the Blues coach was, right? No. Do, do you remember who the coach is? Um, well, who's the coach right Bob here? Bob Barry. Bob Barry. I didn't. I don't remember that. Again, I was young. I was eight. Do you remember who started the season as head coach? Um, is it uh, Plager? Bobby Plager. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty awesome. That it's just I. That's what I love about Blues history, and that's what's again. I, I not to get into this, but just so devastating about what happened this past season is his name is everywhere when you look mm-hmm. at at Blues history. It's oh, he's been oh, who was the, the coach this the game? Yeah, who was the coach <laughs> this game? Who was who was the guy that was on the ice for this fight? Uh, who was the scout that found this player? I mean, he is Blue all scores. over. Oh. And the Blues score. Have a goal. After Rich Sutter, uh, I think it was Rich Sutter, uh, missed uh, the chance in front. There's that guy. That guy in the hooded sweatshirt with the glasses. The guy in the in the blue, uh, the, at the time, the away Blues jerseys. The sweatshirt and the glasses with the beard. He was The camera would always hit on him on home games to celebrate goals. That's that guy. So he was here, but. what be, he was what become what became uh, the attractive girl in the crowd in the late nineties. <laughs> he was he was in the right he, season ticket holder in the right spot at the right time. Yeah, and there's I a, mean, was it? No. look at where Brett Hall's at on that goal. That's what I mean. He so he's the puck just bounces in front again for you podcasters, and then it it bounces into the court like not the corner the uh, the the right I guess the right face off circle. And there's players in front. There's player, but Hall can read, and you know he does when you look at how many goals he scored in his career. He reads where that puck is going to bounce and where it's going to drop, and where he just needs to one time it. The, and he backs up, backs up, backs up. Boom! Puts it right in the net. Yeah. The, the left I mean, faceoff circle for those. Just in. At, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, left faceoff circle. Um, just a. I mean, my God, the way that he read the play. It's. It, you look at Alex Ovechkin. That's the only guy I can compare it to. Yeah, I love the Emerson uh, uh, Emerson Janney Shanahan Hall. That was fun, fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. Should have been your uh, your younger brother's favorite player of all time, right? Nelson mm-hmm. Emerson. Nelson Emerson, yeah. Greg. Well, all your brothers are younger than me. I don't know why I try to make that distinction. That's pretty dumb on my part. Right. One of my favorite players of all time, unfortunately, being a longtime Red Wing on the ice in this game, Nicholas Lidstrom. Right, and he was the one that turned the puck over on the whole goal. Yeah. What? He never did that. He never turned the puck over. The perfect human. That's quite the nickname. 
Was it four Norris trophies he won? What did he win? Three, four? I thought it was six. Oh, was it more? Than, okay. Yeah, I, I think it was. I was either three or four in a row. That's what it was. That's what I'm thinking of. I'll look real quick. Uh, Joseph has a. And I'm, I'm going to spoil it here for you, folks, watching this for the first time. Joseph has a ridiculous game, so make sure you keep your eye on the Blues goaltender. Well, he saved uh, what 39 out of 42. You just said how many goals the Red Wings score. You ruined it. It's a 30-year-old game, guys. <laughs> he won seven. Seven Norrises. Seven. Okay. But it was, it was three or four in a row, right? Yeah, so... Uh, that's probably what I was thinking of. He won three in a row. He won okay. two in a row, and then he won three in a row. That sounds silly. Um, two separate times. He won two in a row, and then he won three in a row later in his career. Uh, and the Red Wings. I remember score. that goal. I remember that goal going in. Sheldon Kennedy. It was a. Uh, wasn't uh, wasn't he involved in like a scandal? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, he was. The, yeah, was the abuse he, scandal. He was one of the one of the uh, the victims. Yeah, of, uh, yeah, yeah. Sexual abuse scandal. Oh, That's what I thought. Well, well, he was. Never mind. I'll take Graham, back God, what was the guy's name? Graham. Something or another. Cracker. But yeah. Wasn't he wasn't was a cracker, in, uh, but <laughs> uh, wasn't he in like was it when he was at Pittsburgh? Um I mean it was when yeah. he was in, in uh junior. He never played um, he never played for Pittsburgh, okay. So I, I was No no no. He uh yeah, the, okay. the whole the whole abuse scandal was yes. when he was yes, in yes, junior. Yes, 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 yes. Um right. Who was that that dropped on the ice there? Uh, Kirk Giles. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Woo! That was a terrible play. I don't know what he was doing there. Number two. Uh, his number is now retired, Kirk Giles. Kurt uh, Giles. Giles. Kurt Giles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm thinking Long of Guile from. I'm thinking of Guile from yeah. Street Fighter. Yeah, I, I don't recall. <laughs> I don't remember him playing for Detroit. I remember him as a North Star. I remember him as a blue. Yeah, well, for a little bit, yeah. Yeah. He uh, he wore number two prior to Scott Stevens, right? That was yeah, I think so. And again, just hole finding the open ice. God, he was so much fun. He was so much fun to watch. Talk about. There's talk this week. We'll give him credit. Uh, Hold on. Blues Hockey Podcast. What? Go ahead. Kurt Giles was. That's. He never played for Detroit. No, he, he was in this game for the Blues, right? Yeah. I thought you said he was so playing, this, playing for Detroit at one time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. Gotcha. No, he's, he's a Blue. Yeah, right so, so this is actually after. Because this is after Stevens has already gone to the Blues. So he proceeded. What? Succeeded. Stevens wearing a so what? They, they gave away two to Kurt Giles after Stevens had it. What? Mm. Is Stevens okay then? <laughs> Did they ask Stevens? <laughs> Did they ask Stevens first? <laughs> we probably would have had to give New Jersey a draft pick if we. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Nelson. You mentioned yeah. You mentioned Elmerson. I remember said he used to pull that little spin move and like 
dick, dump, uh, dip his shoulder and uh, go on his backhand. I love the way he skated the puck. He he was a fun guy to watch. Yeah, he got he was he was kind of hyped up coming out of uh, Bowling Green and going to the Rivermen. Uh, hyped up as you know the, the next generation of blue and got he he had a a, a nice promising start, but uh, I don't know. Similar kind of player seem to today. It seems to be uh, Robert Thomas. Again, I think Thomas has a much higher upside, but man. Uh, so uh, we uh, I should mention. I'm looking. We've got watchers right now. A lot of live watchers, which of course we appreciate you guys joining. Not a lot of comments. So that tells well, me everybody's enjoying. The yeah, they're enjoying <laughs> they're watching riveting. the game. Yeah, and this is fun stuff. Uh, this this era. This is my favorite era of blues, of uh, uh, NHL hockey right here. Yeah, early nineties. And yeah, so Stefan Kental. I love the way that Ken Wilson pronounced it. It was Kental. Stefan Kental. Kind of like Pierre Turgeon. Here's to, uh, no, he Mike said he Turgeon. said a uh, Turgeon, 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 Turgeon. Turgeon. Uh, uh, Mike Leon in the uh, YouTube chat says, um, "Hot take here, but the Blues recently asked what the best jerseys are. I think these are it—the home whites of the early '90s. I'm not gonna yep. disagree with you a whole lot there. I—I I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the the fix the uh, tracking, fix the yeah, tracking, sorry, sorry." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it does this a little bit from time to time. Don't worry, folks. It gets better. I uh, this adds to the whole uh, 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 time period. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, I, I, the, the, this jersey, uh, probably aside from the the uh, the uh, heritage, the one at the the blue throwbacks, the one classic style. Uh, this is it for me. I love this jersey. Yeah, yeah. It, I'm I'm hoping that. This is what they come out with for for the Winter Classic, but word uh, is it's going to be a white me. version of the uh, white version of the blue, the, right from the last Winter Classic. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, I'm the fine with blue. that. Yeah, I'm fine yeah. with that. I guess because they they wore that basically for the um, the alumni it, game. It would have yeah, it have the stripes on the shoulders. Yeah, and it's it's that, a great look. I love it, it and is. I'm fine with that. But yes, I. There has been no mention of this jersey. This is this era of blue. I don't understand it because we talked right. about it no, a couple this, weeks ago. So this... Somebody said that, you know, the Brett Hall style era jerseys, and they were talking about the clown jerseys. Oh, That's not so the Brett Hall era. This is the Brett Hall era. This is it. This yeah. is this pinnacle is this. blues hockey right here. This, exactly. This, this is the Brett Hall right. jersey. Right. This, to me, this, this will always be. The greatest era of Blues jerseys. And if I if I ever decide to get a Brett Hall jersey, it will be this jersey style here. It'll be this one. No doubt in my mind. I have the jersey. There's no name this on, is, on the back. I, sh- I should get. I have I'll one. Remember. I've got a Joseph, uh, but that's it. If oh, I ever get a Hall one, I'm going to get that. that. That's one. That's like uh, uh, that's one that I want. I want the Joseph with a 75 patch on it. Oh, that's yeah. a good idea. That's what I want. I should see if I can find the 75 patch. That's Joseph a good idea. Paul or Shanahan with a 75 patch on it. Yeah. I don't, I'm yeah. thinking Kurt Giles. <laughs> Jeff Sargent. I would do. See, I would want Oates 
with that patch or uh, or Joseph. Jimmy Carson playing for the Wings. What a save there! Yeah, pass off, pass across the 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 blue line. And Fedorov, Iserman, I mean, this this Red Wings power play, this is the beginning of that Red Wings dynasty before they really got all the pieces they needed. But, man, these passes here, I mean. Well, Cicerelli. Cicerelli was. That was Jimmy Carson uh, with the shot. No, I know, but Cicerelli yeah. was in front. And uh, he was like, what, the quietest 600-goal guy in history. Oh. <laughs> yeah. his goals go. Got every every goal he scores is like I'm, five feet of the net. He was lethal for the North Stars. Like, people don't remember him a whole lot before he moved to Detroit. But he had 10 years in Minnesota and was just just an absolute sniper. And, yeah, put him on this this stacked Detroit team. I mean, this is the last year where Fedorov scores coming out of the corner. Um, But this is the last year, like, the, the next year is when the flood of the rest of, you know, the the Russian five came into this team and yeah. turned them into something completely different. But both goals against hmm. Joseph here have not been great goals against. I mean, no, had, they haven't. He, he didn't play the first one very well, and this one, he, that's a leaker. He shouldn't. Have, well, like, and let's let's face it too. Throwing. I mean, Fedorov's all alone coming out of the corner. He's got no. Yeah, but he's right. But but he's got nothing to shoot at either, so he shouldn't have scored here. Right. I mean, it's, it's isn't this a it's a five on three or a five on four and Garth Butcher overcommits to the corner as Garth Butcher is wont to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I I questioned what Butcher was thinking on that play, but yeah, I agree, Kurt. There was definitely holes there that should not have been uh, there. Mike Leon in the YouTube chat says, uh, "Sisterelli, I can't believe I shake that guy's freaking hand." Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Epic quote. Love it. Mark Howe. You know a game we should do. The uh, uh, as a as an option for a future uh, mystery hockey theater. Uh, the St. Patrick's Day Massacre in Chicago. Oh, oh yeah. that'd be fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> Will you find the tape of that? I th- I'll have to ask our friend STL Blues History. I think he might actually have it. That'd be a lot of fun. And what, now, which which uh, the St. Louis call or the uh, the Chicago call? Because I don't know. If you look, the Chicago the, the the Chicago call is pretty good, um, but uh, it's it's funny how you, the Stevens and the uh, uh, the Stevens and Manson fight is is called differently between the two versions. Both are on YouTube, and uh, they're both drastically different. Yeah, yeah. Pat Foley calling yeah. that for the Blackhawks. Pat Foley and uh, yeah, you get the, the bias for both sides is uh, is pretty evident. Even though uh, Stevens probably lost that. Yeah. Bias, so. All right, we are going to take our break here, folks. Uh, we'll be right back with some more coverage, and uh, hope you're enjoying this. So be sure to stay tuned as uh, we'll have more coming for you. Center Ice Brewery is St. Louis's only hockey-themed brew house. Stop on in during the next game to experience the ultimate hockey fan brewery while sampling various hockey-inspired beers, such as Old Arena Lager. The Beauty IPA, the Rotating Pale Ale Series, or seasonal offerings such as their Imperial Stout, their Lime Sherbet Sour, and much more. While you're there enjoying any number of their fantastic beverages, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood and the actual penalty box door from the old barn. 
Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a Blues game, or any game. Visit CenterEyesBrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in the tap room. Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. Please drink responsibly. So uh, we want to come back here and say, unfortunately, there was some footage missing from uh, my VHS tape. So uh, eight-year-old Jeff apologizes. Brett Hall did score late in that period in 1902 uh, to tie this game at 2-2. So we're going to pick up here at the start of the second period. We can't uh, tell the whole game anyway. So. Tell eight-year-old Jeff to go clean up his room. <laughs> I, you know, you're, uh, my mother, Mary Woodruff Ponder, who often watches the show live, uh, she would agree with you. Can't tell you how many times I heard that as a kid. Uh, Mike Leon says, uh, really enjoying this. Phenomenal content. I miss hockey. Uh, thanks, Mike. Uh, we have I, we have fun doing this. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. This is honestly, for me, one of the funnest things we do. So that's why I said this the last time we did this. Please let us know if this is fun for you, because we will do this a lot more if if we really if if everybody else if our listeners enjoy it because i know the three of us love doing this oh absolutely Uh, i mean just just i i appreciate the equipment from this era more than anything else not not just the goaltenders but Whoa, oh my gosh. Whoa, whoa, I'm having a seizure. Yeah, there we go. Again, tracking. Come on, it's tracking. Sorry, oh, guys. Oh, nice. Is that aluminum Easton? Is the gold one? It is. Put it in my ceiling fan. Who's that sign by? I can't get it to the right angle, but it's Brendan Shannon. Shannon? I was going to say, I thought 19, yeah. Cool. It's from this era. I just saw, I, I just saw somebody wearing or where uh, I've had a little bit too much tonight. Uh, somebody using the stick, and it may have been Shanahan. It may have been this exact stick. But out, out of all of the equipment, like this was the era that I went to the Blues. Not that I got this from the equipment sale, but this was the era that I went to the equipment sale and got stuff. I had that stick. I had that stick, but mine was silver with the blueprint. Not yeah. gold with the... Was it golden? What is it? Golden? This is gold uh, with blue. Gold with blue? Okay. Mine was yep. silver. Out of town uh, scoreboard, love, folks. Love uh, Chicago did beat Hartford, just in case you were all wondering. And uh, Buffalo uh, is tied with Quebec in the third period. Yeah, the, this was the era with uh, Rich and Ron Sutter. They had their full names on the back of their uh, jerseys. Right. And I always because hated could. that. Because, well, you know what? I always hated it because I'm like, you've got the numbers on there to differentiate. Why do you have the full name, too? That, was, that would never happen today. It's just last name with the number to differentiate. Yeah, I think did the Sedins even have the D and H on their jerseys. Didn't they just have the different numbers? I don't think they did. 
Here the Blues lead. That's a good question. I've had a lot of beer since then, so <laughs> I don't remember. Since they retired, or? Yes. It's funny. I, I love looking at the, you know, I've got uh, a super, the Super Chucks bubble hockey here that I got over over the over the pandemic. Uh, and I want to I want to customize. It's already customized. But I want to customize it some more with this era Blues jersey players. And the, I want to put these boards, these ads on the boards Oh, that'd be awesome. I want the I want the but you know the shop and save. Shop and McDonald's, save. Yeah. Cam Wex behind the goal. You know, the K95 uh, Sports the, Authority. The good sports the good sports authority and the yeah. good sports one. What was it called? Some of the good sports. Um, and there's actually, believe it or not, there's a website that has different era ads, that, like like a breakdown of the different ads on all the boards and all the arenas from different eras. So it's Bellman, Brocklin, and Bomarito GMC. That's in the corner. Bush. Yeah. <laughs> Bush Light is right next to Bush. At this point, um, I had worked for Shop and Save. I, I was a uh, cart schlepper for Shop and Save uh, for, nice. for the summer prior oh. to this. And they score. Mark, Mark Howe scores a big See, goal. They get three. This is a good. Yeah, have your head on a swivel, kids. This was a, a defenseman uh, forgetting that there was a player behind him, and he just snuck him in the point and just wide open. This was terrible. Watch him. He just completely just it's Kintal, right? Uh, just, yeah. yeah, Kintal just doesn't really. There he goes. No, he. Where are you Kintal going? gets drawn to Fedorov. Yeah, but yeah. why are you going over there? Well, they're there's they're already, getting drawn to Fedorov. That's that's the play that the Red Wings set up. Draw the, right. the yeah, defenseman to Fedorov and then open up the guy on the far side. But Giles and Kintal are both way over there. Terrible, awful. Oh, I'm not arguing. It's just that's yeah. that's a design play, I think, by the Red Wings. Right. No, you're you're absolutely right. And it, it, it centered around um, they've got this dumb guy on defense right now. Is it three to one? Three to two. Three to two. Uh, Red Wings. I always love when when Ken Wilson like would accidentally go falsetto. He go and a shot from the point and ooh just goes wide. <laughs> Friend of the show, Ken Wilson. Yeah, Vladimir Konstantinov siding. Jason Miller says I think the Sedins had the first initial. Oh, maybe they did. Okay. I want you know I want to say I think he's right. I think he's right. Pretty sure they did. Yeah. You know who didn't? Hmm. When, and it, it's obvious why. The Bens. That's who I was thinking of. Jamie and Jordy Ben. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they had nothing to differentiate except the number. Just these names. And hearing Ken Wilson do the call, it's just, man. Uh, it takes you back, doesn't it? So great. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I was super excited when Iversine went to Montreal, but that was, that was really the, uh, uh, the beginning of the end for Montreal. 
This Chase and Hall on the same line here. Well, Chase is a setup man. <laughs> Chase had some hands in practice. He oh, could, dude. He could, just, he could play, man. Just like Cam Jansen. I always heard Cam Jansen was ridiculous. Oh, here we go. Hall on a breakaway, and he does not score. That would have been a hat trick bid. Did you see what yeah, happened there? The- he shot high, hit the glass, came back, hit the top of the goal, came in front again. You know what it is? Yeah. I just realized why um, why Brett Hall's out there with uh, Chase and Basson because of uh, the game misconduct handed out to Dave Lowry. Yep, I think Lowry was originally on this line, so then they just said, "Well, let's just put Hall out there for that checking yeah. line. Why not?" Mike Leon says, uh, Mike Leon and Jeff Ponder would have covered that guy. Go the medal. We, uh, Leon, a, a friend of mine, actual friend of mine. Um, Ooh, what a save. What a save. Oh, baby, what a save. We got, we got no baby from Wilson. We, uh, we always joke that, uh, so one time we were brought in right before the playoffs as the quote unquote ringers for our team we play on called the medal. And uh, we ended up winning the championship that year. So we always, uh, let's face it, we were the reason we won. I know Leon agrees. Uh, Mike Leon said, oh, here's the chance here by Hall. And it comes in front. They don't, did they show it? They didn't show it. Uh, nope. Mike Leon said, uh, Ken Wilson is my uh, my goddamn hero, maybe the biggest hero ever. So has we Mike are, Leon heard the Ken Wilson interview that you did? We are. He, uh, yes, he has. Uh Oh, we're about uh, thir- we're going to move ahead here 13 minutes uh, into the second period. So we've moved ahead in action here. Uh, that away again, so we're not doing a two-hour show just covering this game. But, yes, yes, uh, Leon did say when, uh, when I told him that I got Ken Wilson, he was ecstatic, uh, just like I was. That, to me, was one of the most awesome things. That I, I mean, I hate to say it. Because it makes me sound like such a fanboy, but I put it right there with Grant Fior and Bernie Federko. That was a oh, huge I, moment for me to have him on the show. That was uh, that was very cool. That was, I mean, very cool is just the word for it. It's just neat. You know, you know what? The the, the probably the un, one of the more underrated ones was uh, Zipper Zeppa. Oh, as far that was as great. like just as far as just like a name, a blast, a name. It's a blast from the past. In uh, in St. Louis uh, sports, uh, you know, broadcasting history, the sports anchor desk. Uh, yeah, getting zipper zipper was cool. That was neat. Yeah, that was your idea. I remember you told me I should reach out and get him, and I'm like, hell yeah, yeah that was great. I, yeah, I was like, that's. I mean, I love Zip. Man. Oh, he was the best. He, he pioneered. He, I mean, he pioneered the blooper stuff at the end of the uh, you know sportscast once a week. You know what I wish we had? I wish we had his. Uh, 10 o'clock broadcast uh, recap of this game. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> that would be so that's, cool to hear. I'm sure that stuff's lost to the archives. Oh, or, it definitely is. Probably not in the archives. Probably Look at the over. Denny Savard uh, spinorama by Hall. Mike Leon says, uh, yes, this is true. I know he does. I listen to every episode. I'm OCD, LOL. Uh, yeah, he is. I remember one time he came up to me. It was about two weeks 
after our 300th episode. And uh, he's, he came up to me on the bench. And he goes, he goes, you know, I'm OCD. I left to listen to every part of every episode. And he's like, I'm about three hours in on the 300th episode. There's a lot more left. <laughs> I was like, yep, sorry, buddy. <laughs> Put it in! <laughs> yeah, so many Man. chances. Oh, my God. That's more chances that's than the losing the entire is, game on the It wasn't boy. just like, pass, pass, pass. Come on, shoot. Nice. They score. It, it, was, it was just, they kept shooting, and they couldn't get it in the net. And then it leaves mm-hmm. the zone, they bring it back in, boom, they score a goal. I like Kevin Miller. So Kevin Miller gets the goal here, makes it four to three for the Blues. I thought it was three three. Now this makes it four to three. Look at that! I mean, that's just a beaut. I mean, look at so Craig Janney skates it in. I mean, as a defenseman. And, and Bill would agree if he were here. Apparently, he left, and then I look. Um, he's, yeah, he's got. He had a dog thing to take care of. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 fine. But no, I um, as a defenseman, I read that and I say, and I still seeing on replay, he's going to take a slap shot. His body, and that was the beauty about Craig Janney in his heyday. And, and I know Kurt, you'll agree with Adam Oates, is you know ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time. He's going to pass the puck. He's well, going he's to pass. Yes, but then you see a play like this, and you read the body language, and you're like, oh, he's going to throw it on net. There's no way he does it, because his body language is telling me that's what he's doing. And then he does that, makes a beauty pass through the seam, and just finds Kevin Miller standing there waiting for the pass. I mean, just beautiful stuff. Intercepted and cleared out. Kevin Miller, uh, <laughs> former Red Wing. Kevin Miller. Bill, you missed a goal. Part of the Miller family dynasty. Yeah, he was a former, a former Red Wing or future Red Wing? I'm trying to remember. Future Red Wing, I believe. In this game? Because okay. he was, what, he was Kelly Miller's brother and Ryan Miller and Kit Miller's cousin? Uh no he was uh, he was with Detroit before St Louis. Mm. Oh and he finished his career uh, the last season in Detroit so so you're both I correct guess. we're both right. That's a that he <laughs> that was a it was a hole hook and a hole if I've ever seen one. Yep. You saw the jersey get pulled there. This is back in the day, though, where you could uh, go uh, go skiing behind a player. Oh, yeah. hook, him and hook, hook him around the waist and pull yourself up to him. Did that all the time. Never called. Look at Atticus moving in on the play. I like Brett Hedekin. I did, too. With one, one T, by the way. I was, I was uh, sad to see him go. I was, too. 
You know, if Pronger would have came, I'm sure he would not have given him his 44. <laughs> Jesus, don't. Man, oh man, you don't fit out shoot from there. My God. Nope. Kintal. Uh, Woo! Oh, Game Sliding saver. Joseph save. God, the way Janney just pass. controls the Janney. block. I squeezing it between the pads, standing up. Man. The Greg Millen. <laughs> that, that save was patented by Greg Millen with those arrow flex pads that he wore uh, yeah. in the uh, the late 80s with the Blues. We're moving ahead here to about 13 minutes into the third period. So there's about uh, seven minutes left in the game. And it is still obviously the same score. We did not miss any goals. So it's four to three Blues with about seven minutes left. And it has been the Curtis Joseph show. Yeah, good grinding shift by the uh, fourth line, Philippe Ozon and the Sutter brothers. Come on, Butcher. Ah. Mark Butcher was skating as hard as he could. That was about two and a half miles per hour. <laughs> three, three strides, too, and he's out of gas. <laughs> Clark Gas. They're out of business, aren't they? Yeah. Clark yeah. Gas stations? Yeah. Well out of business. They, they certainly are. <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> The uh, Clark Gla- Clark gas down in Soulard uh, got shut down for uh, watering their gas down with with water. Oh, good lord! <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's bad. But that was back when it. it, it, it I, that was back when gas was seventy nine cents a gallon. Why? Why do you do that? That's pure greed. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, Ask our podcast listeners a question, since uh, our our viewers can see this probably. But the if you guys remember what uh, what on ice ads were on the ice in this game, like under the ice. Ooh, I one. know. Done it twice. And if you know the era, you know the you know the logo. Mm. In a few seconds. Think about it. So podcast listeners, send us a message on Facebook. Send us a tweet on Twitter, uh, LGB Radio, or find us on Instagram and let us know. And did you know this? Like, oh, yeah, I knew that. And who took them over? What is the current version for bonus points? <laughs> oh, That's a good question. I know this, though. Oh, God, I know this. When you say it, I'll know it. it. I, when you say it, I'll like, yeah, that's it, but I can't think of it. Or are we going to say it, or are we going to make uh, the podcasters get back to us? Oh, we're going to say it a little bit. All right, we'll give yeah, you we'll some time. I'll sit here and hum the Jeopardy sound. <laughs> 1993, the uh, only on-ice advertising. It's on there. So one ad, it's on there twice. My dad was a big fan of the spokesman. You guys remember the spokesman for that particular company? Oh, God, no, I don't. I don't. It was the name of the company, and his name was literally company name guy. 
<laughs> he was known as company name guy. <clears throat> uh, yeah, he was like, awesome. He was funny. Like, was he was he based in an island state off the west coast? I have no idea. The only guy I can think of. No, his name wasn't Guy. Oh, his spokesman like name, his mascot name, I guess, was company name Guy. The the name of the company, the name of the Adam the Adam the, the Ice is uh, Boatman's Bank. Boatman's Bank. Yeah. So he was known as the Boatman's Guy. Essentially, the Steamers logo. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh man. Ah. I'm not going to take time to go get it, but I found, when we were cleaning out my parents' house, I found my St. Louis Steamers carnival mirror, the, the logo oh, wow. on the yeah. carnival mirror. Oh, it's yeah. brilliant. Like a square I gotta get, Yeah, got to get it cleaned up a little bit, but yeah, that, that is, that's, that's going up here. Oh, yeah, yeah, what's so this? Primo, who is that? Primo, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Keith Primo. Shanahan and Primo are kind of year. mixing it up there. Future teammates in Hartford? Is that right? Future, future yep. uh, six-overtime goal scorer for Philadelphia. Yeah. Correct. That was a great game. Future Who's, both, I believe. Oh, yeah. Future Look captains Shanahan, of the Whalers. Shanahan totally drove Kosher's head into the glass. Oh, my God. That was Kosher, right? No, Cicerelli. No, Cicerelli. Cicerelli. Okay. I'll say Kosher wasn't around yet, I don't believe. I was going to say, yeah, yeah that, no. when I said that. 26 like, hey, on this team for Detroit, I think, was Ray Shepard. Uh, I think you're right. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Shanahanigans. Shenanigans. Mike Leon. Yeah, you're, you're right. Ray Shepard. You, you guys uh, ever listen to the uh, podcast uh, Smartless? No. Okay, it's got. I only uh, listen Jason... to Let's Go Blues Radio. Oh, it, it's got Jason Bateman and uh, Will Arnett and uh, Jack from uh, 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 Will and Grace. I forgot his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're 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 they do uh, and they they uh, the the gist of it is is that one of them gets a guest to come on. And, and the other two don't know who the guest is until the guest comes on. And uh, one episode uh, was Shanahan. Will Arnett got Shanahan to come on the show because they know each other, they're friends. And uh, the, this was recently in, the, in Toronto. Do you know what they call Toronto, uh, the, the, their game plan in, in Toronto to, uh, you know, their their uh, uh, plan of attack? The Shanna plan. The Shanna plan. Yeah, the I heard Shanna that plan. and I'm like, that's funny. The Shanna plan. Yeah. Hadn't heard that before. Yeah. I like that. Uh, by the way, uh, Boatman's guy, Jason Miller, remembers the Boatman's guy. Uh, he says, you can run, but you can't hide from the Boatman's guy. Uh, yes, yeah. that was one of the things he used to say. <laughs> that doesn't sound very uh, appealing. For a, he was, well, in the 90s, I'm sure for it was more acceptable. For a <laughs> yeah. bank, yeah. You can run, but you can't hide. We're coming for you. We're coming for your money. <laughs> I'm sure those commercials would not live up now. They'd probably be like, what the hell is this? Because it was literally just a guy sitting on a stool talking in, like, a very dimly lit area. But for some reason in the 90s, they worked. Those were great commercials. Speaking of 90s, uh, there's a YouTube channel, a live YouTube channel, 
that broadcasts 90s commercials 24-7. Just commercials. Yeah. That's it. Yep. It's awesome. I've, I've, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, I've put that live, on. Uh, yeah, yeah let it go. put it on while I've been working. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the last <laughs> time I did it, it was ABC Saturday morning. Oh, oh nice. That was, that was beautiful. <laughs> Dude, I got to ask, Super are, YouTube, commercials? are YouTube listeners, why the hell are you watching us if you could be watching live 90s commercials right now? I know, right? So my wife never saw the, um, oh, God, uh, the Fresh Maker, Mentos. Mentos, she yeah. does yeah. not remember the Mentos commercials. Those are so awful. there's luckily mm. there's a video oh. on YouTube that's like literally every Mentos commercial ever made, and I made her watch them, and she thought they were hilarious. They came on a couple and times when I was watching the '90s uh, commercials. Yeah, and and one of the best, if not the best, Foo Fighters video of all time. Was, oh yes, uh, was that Big Me that they did yeah. that for? Yep, Big Me, the Fresh Fighter. God, that was. Is brilliant. that a penalty? Do they call that? It's, they did. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. won't touch the puck. It's such a penalty. And they're pissed about it too. Brad McCrimmon, rest in peace. Uh, Keith Price says they call it Royale with cheese. What's that in reference to? I mean, I don't know. But Mike Leon a, says Jeff Ponder is so sexy. That's why I watch. Uh, why are all of Mike Leon's? Message is retracted. What happened? I think he was uh, sending uh, provocative pictures in the YouTube oh. chat. Oh. That's my we guess. allow those? <laughs> yeah, just to our cell phones. Oh, he 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 he, put, he did a little chicken wing on the on the uh, on the stick to clamp down on it, and yeah. <laughs> so that really he drew the penalty. penalty. Oh yeah, yeah, and he fell down. <laughs> Jason, oh, uh, well. Crappy goalie says Leon is having a night. Yeah, he is. He's uh, you know, there, there's our uh, tweet of the show, folks. Message redacted, retracted. That's there's our our uh, YouTube comment of the show. Three minutes to go in the game. That's Ron Sutter. Yeah, you can tell because it's uh, it's not it's not rich because it says Ron says on his Ron jersey. Sutter. <laughs> Can't tell from the number twenty-three or twenty-two, whichever one he was. You know, I kind of miss the little tiny blue notes at center ice instead of the big oh. large one. Do you? I like the big one. I think that looks cool. The little two on opposite sides. I don't know. I mean, if they switched it, I'm sure after a year I'd be like, I missed the big one. That's just how it works. Yeah. No, it's it's nice and classic. I I, I do like that. I like the um, classic look. I, I think it's it's hard to compete for the, the center ice logo. I think it's hard to compete with uh, Phoenix and the retro thing they did. Um, yeah. With the, the moon and the, the Ooh, That's a penalty. Oh. Wow! Didn't call it. No, <laughs> no. Nope. That would be a fun episode. Just put a game like late '90s game, and we have to say penalty or no penalty. 
Wait, this is a star player that's getting the infractions against the star player. It's a penalty. I do have a couple random teams from the late 90s on my YouTube channel. Like, I think I have one Phoenix and Vancouver. We could just turn on clips from that and say, penalty or no penalty. Because that way you have no rooting interest. <laughs> oh, man. What a hit. Wow, Bozon got lit up. So I did find a couple more gems for you here, Um, Jeff, that I'll get to at some point. Um, Whalers lose third period. Hit to the head. That was a, yeah, that's a suspension. Sorry, Bill. Man, that was a massive hit. And a total hit to the head. He'd be going, yeah, he'd be going to the dark room right now. And uh, there was a suspension. Oh, there'd be a suspension. Twitter would be blowing up right now. I mean, it'd be. But this was, but this was the era where as long as the elbow was down, it was fine. Yeah, I mean, Bill Burr, what a hitter. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sean Burr, right? Sean Burr, right? Although Bill Burr would appreciate that. Yes, he would. He would definitely appreciate that hit. Uh, Sorry, Bill. What were you saying? So I have uh, I have here a couple of more from the the archives. Oh boy, um, Whalers at Blues third period. This is from ninety six, ninety seven. Uh, Gretzky slap shot goal against the Whalers, followed by huh. speed. So there's that. <laughs> oh sweet! I can watch a VHS version of Speed. Yes. So. Uh, April 12, 1995, St. Louis Blues versus Detroit Red Wings, tie 3-3. Oh, oh. those ties. You know, whenever I record a game and they would tie, I'd be like, wow, this is a wasted game to record. <laughs> yeah. And then Dallas Stars versus St. Louis Blues, 3-2, uh, to two, I believe. I think this is 3-2, to two, uh, Dallas. Or maybe it's two to one blues. I don't know. I'll give them to you and let you uh, let you uh, upload them. So I'm going to go ahead and make some uh, some comments uh, as this game's winding down here. We got about one. I think it was about one ten left in this game. Uh, still four three blues. Um, Joseph at the end of the night makes thirty nine saves, uh, and apparently, and keep this in mind, folks. Apparently, he has a big last minute of play. So that's coming. So make sure you keep your eyes out for that. Uh, at the end of the at the end of the night, Red Wings outshot the Blues forty-two to twenty-one. Uh, so literally two to one in the shots. Um, and the empty net for uh, Detroit. They pulled. Yep, they pulled, they pulled Solidarity with about a, about a minute ten left. Uh, when asked where Joseph was after the game by the media, uh, teammate Ron, Ron Wilson said he's in icing his knuckles. <laughs> uh, and when Joseph appeared back in the room, Garth Butcher said, don't get too close, boys. He'll drill you. So that those are some, you already mentioned the Gia Bear quote that I threw in there, too. Um, yeah, just some great quotes after that game. Loved the stuff coming from the Blues. I had forgot that uh, Harold Schneps was uh, assistant coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cheech was a hell yeah, of a assistant coach. Yeah, that. <laughs> I love it. He, he, he probably just retired. 
Yeah, this was this had to be the season after where he had retired. Yeah, um, but when he was with Vancouver, uh, there's there's a great image uh, of him like uh, selling shoes in those Vancouver colors. The, the brown <laughs> Boy, blues and cannot clear. Does it, tell me that doesn't sound familiar, Blues fans. Blues cannot <laughs> right. clear the puck in the last minute of play. Oh, look wide at open that. net! <laughs> wide open net! Yeah, but it was in his. It was on his backhand. And he it was on his backhand, but still, oh, wide still open. Still couldn't clear it. Yep. The I think that was Zach Stanford with a turnover. Love when the Blues <laughs> right? fans used to stand up at the old arena and you couldn't see because of the block and the camera. Switch, and they had to switch camera angles too. <laughs> yeah. Get around that. Oh, another save. Side of the net. They just, the, the Blues Eisenhart. aren't even, Blues aren't even getting close to touching the Someone puck Someone's getting held. Oh, my God. And Ron Sutter just threw somebody. I mean, it is side. mayhem. Yeah. There's and a penalty coming. Well, he's calling yeah. it. <laughs> and Giles, Giles just literally just on falls the on the puck in the corner. <laughs> he dove on it. I mean, at that point, I do the same thing. They had about eight scoring chances there. And Sutter just and the threw puck somebody just down. Going back to Federal. Yeah, it always did. <laughs> it always did. Those are some good gloves. The CCM gloves you had there. Oh Giles yeah, I love those. Yeah, I mean, here's some saves here by Joseph. I mean, dude. I mean, look at that. Oh, mm. comes across. Another bounces. One. Uh, oh, here it is right look here. At that. Oh, yeah. Bouncing pop, Carson though. with the top. Jimmy Carson. Keep it going. Here's Keep Jimmy. Oh, man. And just yeah, Joseph, still... just save after save. Oh, my my feet. Can you hear me? My feet froze. Yeah, you're good. No, you, all, all y'all are frozen, along with the game feed. Oh. That's for me. Well, you want me to call game by or play by play here for you? Uh, it should, it should uh, snap back. Hopefully. Well, you just. Uh, so there's so, a penalty here stutter. for. Yeah. I think that was Rich hooking. Let me, let me make sure that's that right. was that was the holding the stick. That was apparently Ron Sutter uh, for high sticking. Yeah, Ron Sutter. Really? Yeah. It looked like Rich. Yeah. They he, call it high I, sticking. I the back according to Hockey Reference, according to Hockey Reference, it was Ron. Another massive save, maybe the best of the night, right there, with about ten seconds left in the game. Dives across, makes a beauty save, and the Blues win it. That's a good game. Got it. And was this not a Saturday night game? Uh, probably. I was uh, working at the outside, so it uh, that makes sense. I was, uh, I think so. You know what? I'm going to say it wasn't a Saturday night game. I'm going to say it was a weekday game. Because I don't remember it being that Ray busy Shepherd at work. with a massive chance. Should have tied it. And Curtis Joseph just covered every hole. Loved watching him playing goal, man. He was the best. Oh, it was a Saturday. January 23rd, 93 was a Saturday. All right. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Hang on. Uh, there we go. Okay. So that is the end.
of our uh, our mystery hockey theater. Uh, so thank you everybody for tuning in for that. That was a lot of fun. Um, so again, Curtis Joseph at the end of the night, thirty nine saves. Red Wings outshoot the Blues forty two to twenty one. Unbelievable night and goal for the uh, for the St. Louis Blues and Curtis Joseph. Uh, that just for those of you who didn't live through this time and maybe don't know much about the early nineties, it was the Brett Hall and Curtis Joseph show. Uh, those guys, if it wasn't Joseph making massive save after massive save, it was Brett Hall scoring four goals. Um, I mean, and then, if, you know, obviously you've got your Shanahan's, your Jannies, all those guys too. But I mean, my God, what an era of blues hockey to watch. Love it. My favorite era. Yeah. It's right. not even close. Imagine if Scott Stevens was still on this team. Oh, but then we wouldn't have Kurt Giles. That's true. <laughs> Got to remember the golden adventures of Brett Hall, the awesome <laughs> comic book that came out in the 90s, which was it was during this era. I think it was like uh, 90, set in 94, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I uh, got a wall over there. I gotta... Yeah, it's 94 because. Uh, the last uh, uh, one was called Power Play 2094. And I remember it was exactly 100 years. So, yeah, 1994. This was this era. So, I just fun stuff. And that was that was a lot of fun to watch, especially the Joseph fight. Good Lord. Jason Miller uh, said the, the Blues always got a big time outshot at this time in this era. And I, yeah, because, well, Joseph was, was got peppered. And yeah. that was his thing. Yeah. I mean, he always faced a ton of shots, and he was always uh, standing on his head. Does he still have the record for most shots against in a in a season? I believe he does. I don't. I could be wrong on that. And the team made the playoffs that year. That's crazy. Well, this was during the era we didn't miss the playoffs, right? That was two thousand six. Was the the Eric Brewer era began and the blues began missing the playoffs. So it, this game jumped the blues up to uh 21, 23 and six on the year. Red wings fell to 27, 21 and four. If you are wondering what the standings look like that season, uh, first of all, the preseason odds for the blues to win the cup that year was a plus 2000. So well, we we finished fourth that year in the division. Yeah, I'm trying to. But this was up, this, uh, this was the year we beat the Hawks uh, in uh, Ufotum in the first round. Oh yeah, the Janny year, that, Jan, the Janny oh, goal. Yeah, the Janny overtime goal against Belfort, where Belfort destroyed yep. the locker room. Yeah, and then yep. we uh, lost to Toronto in seven. So the standings that year, the Blackhawks finished number one in the division. Of, of course, since the Blues were the upset uh, special at that time. 106 mm-hmm. points. Red Wings finished second, 103. Maple Leafs, 99 points. And then the Blues with 85 points. Wow, I do not remember. This was the Norris division. Uh, Minnesota, <clears throat> excuse me, Minnesota North Stars finished three points out behind the Blues at 82 points. And then to bring up the rear with 53 points. If you guys don't have it in front of you, any idea what team? Take a guess. Uh, I know. Bill? Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't remember them being in the Norris Division. Again, this is when yeah. I was eight years old. The Blues had the worst record, the least amount of points, of any playoff team that season. And the 
Yep. And they they beat the uh, the Hawks, who had the best record in the uh, Campbell Conference. Swept them. This is, this is a huge, a huge upset in the first round. It was basically one versus eight, an eight, eight an eight mm. sw- sweeping a number one seed. That's what happened. Yep. Crazy. Uh, I had to, uh, it, yeah, uh, Blue Jackets Lightning a couple years ago uh, mm-hmm. is what that, yeah, that reminds thing. me of. Except then the Lightning went on to win two Stanley Cups. Right. Blues did not it, do it, that. Uh, or I guess the, uh, Blackhawks did not do that. Uh, preseason odds. I want to just point this out cause I had to look for the Tampa Bay lightning that year. That was their first season in the NHL plus 100,000. <laughs> so you imagine making a $10 bet and the lightning ended up going to win the cup that year that, uh, you'd be a millionaire. I don't know. I don't know the math, but I'm sure it'd be, I'm sure it'd be good. <laughs> and this this was the uh, this was the uh, Canadians and the Kings in the final of the McSorley uh, illegal stick game. Yeah, this was a big. Yep. This was a this was a great season. Yeah, yeah. And uh, as your brother Keith points out in the YouTube chat, best era for NHL on EA Sports. Yeah. Oh, the, the next hell season. yes. This the next, the next... in NHL '94. Yep. The yep. next season, right? You know what's funny is that I I play that game now. Uh, and my son will sit there and watch, and he loves it. He thinks it's so much fun to watch. And I'm like, yeah, like even today, this is still a great freaking game to play. It's a lot of fun. Uh, well, uh, guys, we are going to go ahead and move on to some rapid-fire hockey tidbits. Unfortunately, we got to lead off with a very sad story. Uh, Tony Esposito, Hockey Hall of Famer, and if anybody knows anything about hockey, you know this man's name. Uh, he passed away recently at age 78 after a brief battle with pancreatic cancer. He had a 16-year NHL career, almost all of them with the Blackhawks. Bill, I'm sure you remember him playing uh, early in his career, 13 games with the Montreal Canadiens. Um, and uh, only reason he moved on was because they had a gluttony of goaltending prospects. So they ended up... Right. Uh, yeah, Ken Dryden you're, was there. You're not going to surpass Ken Dryden. No. So uh, Esposito ended up moving on to the Blackhawks and having a ridiculous career. Uh, still holds many Blackhawks records. Um, I think he still holds their shutout record for one. Uh, just a, an excellent goalie. Yeah. And and I'll add to, I know I, I mentioned this on Twitter earlier today. Uh, I was lucky enough to sit right next to him. Um at a, uh, at, at a, when I was in the press box. Uh, so I sat usually next to the other teams, like one of their top media guys, you know, uh, whether it was Mark Lazarus or, or whoever it would be. But for whatever reason, this one game, it happened to be Tony Esposito and, uh, I guess the member of the Blackhawks PR staff. And so he sits down and I look at him and I'm like, Oh my God, that's, that's Tony Esposito. And he looks over and he's, he reaches his hand out and he goes, hi, I'm Tony Esposito. And <laughs> I go, I know who you are. And he goes, and you're Jeff Ponder. And I'm like, what? And I, he, we have name tags, obviously, like where we're supposed to sit. And he goes, I just read your tag. And I was like, oh, I was like, I was like, how do you know who I am? I definitely know who you are. And we sat and talked about his playing days the current Blackhawks at the time, which that was in the middle of their dynasty. 
the fans, how the fans treat him and how they treat him like he's a current member of the team. We talked and talked and talked. Mm. I mean, nonstop for two periods. It was riveting. Um, and, you know, I know that I, it sounds like I'm only saying this because he just passed, but I put him up there with only one other person that I sat next to and had these conversations with, and that was Chris Pronger. Um, he was genuinely a super nice guy, and I felt so stupid, but I had to ask him. Like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity I've got to ask him. I said, hey, man, I really hate to ask. Can I get a picture with you? And he's like, absolutely. And he pulled out his phone <laughs> and he gave it to the Blackhawks PR staff. He's like, take a picture and send it and text it to him. And <laughs> the PR guy gives him a funny look. And I go, how about you just take it with my phone? And he goes, oh, yeah, 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 do that. Like, <laughs> that's how, like, he didn't care that I was basically about to have his phone number. He didn't care. But the PR staff was like, yeah. That's probably not a good idea. You know, and it's like, that's the kind of guy he was. And so I was very upset when I saw this news. Just a genuinely great hockey mind, a great hockey guy, obviously an ambassador to the sport. Um, really sad to see that that he passed at such a young age. The uh, Canadians uh, have quite the uh, goaltending history with bringing up Esposito and then Dryden, and you got Plant and Wah, and I mean, I mean, yeah, Price hasn't won a cup. I mean, he's. You know, I, I, they've had quite the quite the goaltending history. Well, I mean, yeah, you could you you literally could do an entire uh, couple hours covering that. I mean, going back, yep. George Vesna, the the best goalie trophy is named after a Montreal Canadian. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. Espo only, you know, he like Ponder said, he was only there 13 games. Um, but still, they they had him. So I mean, yeah, right. It was the uh, I think the 68 69 season. Um, a couple of great photos uh, uh, going around Twitter the last couple of days of that. Um, somebody posted a, uh, a photo tonight of uh, Espo and Bobby Orr on the same Blackhawks team uh, in the mid 70s, um, but. Yeah, I, uh, I I remember, um, you know, going to going to those early '80s Blues Blackhawks games, and it didn't matter. Like, it, you know, you say the Blues have a chance tonight, and you know the you're looking at is it is it Espo or is it Bannerman? Oh, they're both going to beat us, right? They they had you know that was you know towards the end of Espo's career, um, but yeah, you never wanted to face the guy. Um, you know, one of one of the greatest uh, left-handed, right-hand catching goalies uh, of of all time. Uh, Ken Dryden be another one, but yeah, whatever. Keith Price you know, in the uh, Dryden, Dryden stop, but... Keith Price in the YouTube chat says, "I once met Bob Richards in an elevator at the zoo." <laughs> wow! <laughs> and, and, I, and I once missed. <laughs> I once uh, mistook uh, outside the Bush Stadium. I once mistook Jeff Bernthal for Mark Furry. <laughs> he yelled it out loud. Hey, that's Mark Furry. And it was Jeff Bernthal. <laughs> for Oops. those of you, Mark Furry used to be uh, on the anchor on Channel 11. Jeff Bernthal still is, I think. Uh, yeah, he is. But they were both working, and it was just it was kind of funny to me. <laughs> I told him. I, I told him. I told him on Twitter that I did that, and uh, 
he didn't did not recall that. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, it reminds me of the time I was at a River Riders game and probably a good I don't know twenty yards ahead of us. Um, I saw this guy walking. He was wearing a nice shirt and slacks, and I just said to one of my buddies, "I go that looks like the back of Kelly Chase's head," and they were like, "What the hell are you talking about? You're crazy!" <laughs> and then. Sure enough, he turns around and it's Kelly Chase. And I'm like, I have no idea how I knew that was him, but I called it. So give me props. <laughs> Darren Grice in the YouTube chat has a couple questions about uh, you know, are we better than the Stanley Cup team and are the Blues going to be uh, better this year? At this point, I say no, uh, but mean, it's August. We'll see. Maybe some things I, change. Well, I don't think they're done. So I mean, uh, right now, right now they're better than last year's team. I, yes, I, I mean, all things considered, especially when you think, when you consider a healthy Pareko, a healthy Thomas, um, you know, if Tarasenko plays, hopefully a healthy Tarasenko, um, and uh, yeah, and plus uh, Bushnevich is is I mean uh, a member of the team now, which is a huge upgrade. Um, so you know, I, I uh, and Saad. I think I think this team is much better than last season, uh, so I think you have that to look forward to. And then you know if they do end up trading Tarasenko, and then the return for him, whatever it is, um, they still th- say they're spending the cap. So they got um, if they trade him, they've got some money to spend, maybe a few, you know, three, four, or five million, whatever they're going to spend. So I, I don't know. We'll we'll see what they do. But I, I like the team the way it is now. It's just the Tarasenko thing's kind of up in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, agree. Depends on the return you get for him um, when yeah. that happens. And, yeah. and I'm still squarely in the camp of when it happens. It, I, I don't think there's bridging that gap, but I don't know. Armstrong's Armstrong's gambled on other things and, and won. So, yeah, I I'm on the side right now that I think you start the year with them. I think you obviously you're not getting the trade value you want. You hope. He gets hot, scores maybe 10 goals in 12 games or something like that. And then Armstrong starts feeling calls again and says, you can clearly tell this guy still has it. So what you got? You know, I, I'm i in that what if camp he, right what if now. He, what if he scores one in the first 15? You know, I mean, then what? Yeah, then, then you're fucked. I'll agree. But I think... For me at this point, I'm bank. Even though I'm the guy who says he'll never be a 20 score goal scorer again, I think you got to bet on Tarasenko and just See, I, hope that he at least comes out with fire and puts on a good showing to start the season. I think if his shoulder is as good as his doctor says it is, uh, and if he stays healthy, I think he's easily a 20 goal guy. Easily. I have my doubts. I want him to prove me wrong. Whether I just, he's a blue or not, I want him to prove me wrong. There's caveats in there for me, obviously. He obviously has to play so if he's healthy, and his shoulder has to be good. So, I mean, if you believe the doctors and that his shoulder is no more susceptible to being injured than any other player, which is what they said, then there's, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's a reason to believe that he won't score 20. And that's, that's maybe that's the case, but I also feel like even – after he had his last surgery, he was shying away from playing the boards. He was shying away from, you know, hitting the net and, and you know, driving himself to the net as much as he used to. So 
I, yes, I hope his shoulder is a hundred percent, but I question whether mentally he's going to be the same guy he used to be. That remains to be seen. We'll see. I, you would think you would think with all this controversy in the off season, um, it would piss him off to some degree. Yeah. To and that's he, why he, I'm he thinking would, you know, he'd, he'd play past that maybe. And that's why I'm hoping they hold on to him at this point. I think you bank that he's at least pissed off enough to play at a higher See, level than what he's actually capable of at this point in his career. The only the I and the, uh, my, I've said this before, but the only thing a problem I have with that is that former players have come out and said that if there's a guy who has voiced that he wants out publicly, um, trade me, um, then you 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 move that guy. You don't hold on to him very long. You trade him. You just Tyler get him Johnson did that, and he won two cups with the. Lightning. I'm just saying. That's what that's what former players are saying. That way, I've heard. I, uh, I talk don't about the see Paris. Yeah, and I don't see Tarasenko taking a, a fourth line center role uh, just to stay here <laughs> on the Blues like Tyler Johnson did. But I don't know. Like I said, Armstrong's made bigger gambles that have paid off, and. Keeping Tarasenko, a healthy Tarasenko, uh, you know who who puts up thirty goals. You know that as uh, as much as I hate hate the the cliche. Um, you know maybe that's that's I, that's the uh, that's the trade you don't want to make. I, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dead period right now. Anyway, I, I think. I think when you get closer to training camp, I think it gets moved. I think when teams start to, I think something might click with a team. Hey, we're getting close. We need to resolve this issue with our roster. We want an improvement here, whatever. I think, I think it gets moved before training camp. Uh, Darren Grice, Grease again, uh, says, thanks. Uh, and, and by the way, I don't know if I don't recall that name in the live chat before. So if you are uh, new to the uh, live shows, Darren, I hope you tune in again because uh, we, we do this pretty I, much I summers. Believe... It's a little more sporadic, but we try to do what, a live show at least uh, every he's, week. But we are not... at least having a show come out every week. He's not new to the show. He's 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 been in the score chat before, too. OK, well, then I am. Yeah. Uh, oh, OK, yeah. You know what? His name does look familiar now that you say that. Um, yeah, well, that's at least to everybody who's listening. So make sure you, uh, keep that in mind. Uh, Keith Price has chance. He goes back to Russia. Uh, I don't think there's any chance in my opinion. He wants to make money. I think him and Yana are very happy here and they want to stay here. Well, he, he'd leave so much money on the table here. He wouldn't, uh, and he wouldn't make that near that over there. Yeah. You're not going to make that in rubles. No. (laughs) Um, and then uh, let's see, uh, Lindsay Teasdale, who I think is a new live listener. Again, I'm pretty sure. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Lindsay says uh, Tarasenko will be on the top line, then Buchnevich on the second. That is uh, that's kind of a hot take. I like it. I hope you're right because again, that means he... Tarasenko shows in camp. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And Derek adds, at least it's less drama than the Sharks. <laughs> yes. Correct. Uh, what a mess. Where's Puck Guy 14, though? I know, right? Oh. <laughs> uh, Jason Miller adds, I really want to avoid having him in the room. I don't like having a guy in the room who wants out. 
yeah, it's pretty much what Kurt said and Bill said, but you know, I, and I agree. I think if you can get him out, you do. But um, I just think at this point, uh, I'm fine with keeping him on the roster and, and hoping that he comes out hot and then maybe you get something big for him at the start of the season. Uh, Darren Gre- uh, Grease, he says, it is Grease. Thank you, and I did take a little hiatus from Blues News. It's been a busy time. I hear you, man. I, I was just telling the guys before the show, I went back into the office this week, and even just preparing for this show, which, yes, folks, we do prep for this show. We, uh, we do have banter before. We do make sure that we have things settled uh, before we go live. We don't just wing it every week. I know it seems that maybe we don't, but uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been tough. So I completely get the hiatus talk. Uh, it's uh, when life gets in the way. It's it's hard to really even focus on other things. Um, so more news uh, coming away from the Blackhawks news we discussed about 20 minutes ago. Uh, more Blackhawks goaltending news. Marc-Andre Fleury announces he will play for the Blackhawks this season. Uh, you can see video of him on the Blackhawks Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, of him in a Blackhawks jersey, and it is disgusting. So, you know, have a, have a, uh, a bucket to throw up in uh, whenever you watch that. The only issue I have with that is that I like the guy, you know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, right. I just yeah, right. I, I don't want to. I mean, I, I want to hate the Blackhawks, but I like him. But you know what? I'm actually kind of glad because the Hawks got better. Yeah, a lot better. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I would I look forward to the games being meaningful this season. Uh, you know, where where both teams are fighting for playoff spots and playoff positioning, that'd be kind of cool. So bring that bring that rivalry back where the games mean something late in the season. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I, I, I don't think I've seen people. Say, well, there was one particular gentleman that said that the Blackhawks have thrust themselves back into Stanley Cup contention. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case. But getting Taves back, getting Seth Jones, getting Mark Andre Fleury, the cha- the other minor adjustments, tweaks they've made. I think they're at least in the playoff discussion. And yeah, I'm all for it. I love it. Um, let's see the Blackhawks because then that's, then that also means they're battling the other teams in the division too. So if the blues are blues and and avalanche are battling for the top spot and let's say the avalanche have three games coming up against the Blackhawks party is rooting for the Blackhawks. So it, it adds more excitement and rivalries and just, just everything that we love about hockey it adds to it when the teams in your division are good. So I'm all for it. Yeah, get better, Blackhawks, just so we can beat you and still gloat. Jason Miller says, I never want the Hawks to be good. I want them to be awful all the time. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. But, uh, yeah, I just, I mean, it, it, there's, when there's more on the line in a game, it just makes it that much better. I don't know. It's funny, we just watched the Red Wings game tonight and during a bitter rivalry between those two teams. Uh, I will say, if it were the Red Wings in the division, I would agree 100%. I don't know what it is, Jason. I don't know what it is. I hate the Blackhawks, but I will never hate them as much as I hated the Red Wings in the 90s. And I still hate the Red Wings. I still love well, how terrible they are. And if they the ever were to come back to the Blues division, 
I would want the Blues to stomp them eight nothing every time. Well, the Blackhawks kind of sucked uh, in the later nineties, uh, and uh, yeah, well, who and anybody who, especially well, people who became fans uh, in the nineties with the Blues and the Red Wings, because it was either the Blues or the Red Wings, and there was so much heartache with the Blues constantly getting stopped by the Red Wings in the playoffs year after year, couldn't get past them. Uh, and just all kinds of just stuff happening, you know, the Eisman goal uh, in double overtime, the, the uh, Eisman low bridging pronger in the playoffs and taking out his knee, uh, you know, when we're already down in the series and then that happens, so it kind of like throws a wet blanket on any, on any, any comeback hopes in the series that we had, just all kinds of stuff that, that, that there was a number of years there was just hard, hard and you could, and we could never beat them. Never. And not in the regular season either. That was that one time. Uh, we we beat him like once or twice a year tops, play him eight times. That uh, that overtime goal by Demetra against Detroit in the regular season. You guys remember that? Played Detroit, uh, went to overtime. I have an, an era where you was you could not beat Detroit, and Demetra scores in overtime to win on a breakaway. And uh, it's it's funny that I remember that because the wins against the Red Wings were few and far between, and the Blues were a really good team. So. See, I remember a game, I think it was early 2000s, where Chris Pronger uh, scored, I think it was super late in the game. I think it was like 10 seconds left to put the Blues up late. And I think it actually clinched a playoff spot. And I remember just being like, this is so much sweeter because it was the damn Red Wings. And uh, Hashik had come out to battle Doug Waite. Uh, like he got pissed at Waite about something. And he came out in the middle of the well, middle of play. And Pronger had a wide open net and just shot it. And it was just, I don't, what the hell is happening? But hey, Blues beat the Red Wings. Fuck yeah, this is great. So yeah, I, same way, man. I When it would happen, it felt so much better. Because it was just, oh, we beat the Red Wings. See, I don't care that we lost six see, other times to them this year. See, in this era of, of, of the, the, there we talked about here, the 92, 3, 4, uh, 5, that to the, the Blues and Red uh, and Blackhawks were like, oh my god, that was, uh, I don't know, man. That, I, I, I'm trying to have, I'm trying to have a hard time deciding which team I hate more, the, that era Hawks or the later '90s Red Wings against the Blues. I hate, I hated them both with passion. Yeah, uh, but there was no overlap there because the Hawks were good at when the Wings kind of sucked. And then the wings were good when the Hawks weren't as good. So it was either the Blues or, and, and the the, uh, the Blues are battling one or the other, not both when they were both good, I don't think. There wasn't much overlap. No, not much at all. Well, uh, guys, unless you have more to add, I think we are uh, ready to start closing up the show here. I hope you uh, all enjoyed the Mystery Hockey Theater, which, again, it sounds like people did. And, uh, again, if you're podcasting, please let us know. If you love it, if you hate it, we want to hear from you. I say podcasting, but if you're also watching the live video feed later after we record, please let us know then, too, in the YouTube or Facebook comments. Um, but, yeah, I, I have a blast doing this, and, and I'm more than happy to set this up yep. uh, once or twice more this summer because I think, uh, you know, like I, said, I, like I said earlier, three of us love it. This is a lot of fun. I, uh, Derek in the YouTube chat did say, uh, I hated the Red Wings. Now, I'd be curious, Derek, when did you become a Blues fan? 
Was it mid to late nineties or was it prior? I was, I'm curious because did you come to be a blues fan at the height of the blues and wings rivalry? Cause that would make complete sense. Or were you a fan before and still chose the wings? Um, if you, if you hear this and reply uh, later, uh, let us know. I'm curious. Yeah. So I was an 85 kid and that's, I think that's why it's for me. I, as I was like really becoming like the super fan that I was as a teenager, that was at the height of the Red Wings. Just, I say teenager, I was probably 10 95. or 11. 95. Yeah. Yeah. I was 10 yeah, said, at the time. You said 85. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then of course the teenage years, they were phenomenal too. So yeah, for me, it was always the Red Wings. Um, yeah. and yes, I remember the Blackhawks being good with Ronick and Belfour and, you know, all those guys. But for me, it was more the Red Wings, the team that are always beating the Blues and the Blackhawks are on a down climb or a down, downhill climb. And, uh, yeah, I, Still to this day, again, I still put the Red Wings above the Blackhawks. I I hate them. I want to see that organization and their fans crash and burn every season. So, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by texting Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. That's 636-393-8745. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's hockey-themed brewery. Visit centericebrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or to make a reservation in their awesome tap room. While you're there and enjoying a number of their fantastic beers, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a blues game. That's centericebrewery.com. Please drink responsibly. That will do it for episode 48 of season 9 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks for those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the show. We had a blast doing it, folks, as we always do, so thank you for tuning in. For Kurt Price and Bill Day, I'm Jeff Ponder, and this was Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, let's go a blues. Let's go blues. Red Wings sock. You know, Kurt, smart guy uh the chiefs are at home tonight against cyanosport at the war memorial at eight good seats are still available i think that went very well thank you for listening to let's go blues radio now take off hosers i want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again well there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back sorry St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.